0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
3: That's right, Fox Football Sunday with your boys. Ephraim, we got a lot to get into, man. We got a lot of games to talk about that have already happened and a lot of games happening right now. But first, of course, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Ephraim Salam on Twitter. KW live for myself. And Ephraim, I gotta be honest with you, man. I um, I'm I'm a little sore right now. What? What, uh, I what? had to get massage therapy. You were working out. Um, oh. I had to wear a an, an ankle brace today. Uh, okay. Because I got a little sore jumping off the bandwagon of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> okay. Well, yes, yeah, sir, brownies. Yeah, I had I had to jump off. I jumped off hard too. Like I mean, it wasn't um, like a you know like a time it and, and get your pace and rhythm. I just leaped. I'm out. I'm out, and I just jumped. Did in. you roll? And I, I just rolled. No, you got I, tuck and roll. So see, you... I didn't even tuck. It was so bad, I just jumped, and I like, I like my, my actually my leg kind of like Baker's did. I was locked in. I don't know if you saw that. Play yeah, I saw like, that. Yeah. So uh, I'm okay. Are you still on? Are you hanging on? Are, hanging on? are feet dragging on? Or, or are you? Did no, you jump I'm, off? Not,
2: I'm not hanging on. I got to get off of
3: there. You tore an ACL.
2: Yeah, I just tore my knee up jumping up. I rolled though. Okay. I rolled. But- I think I rolled over you. That's why my knee is hurt.
3: <laughs> Here's the thing though. 38-14, Chargers beat Browns, beat the Browns. But this goes back, I think, if you want to talk about the Browns, we can. But I think the bigger story is going back to something I've been saying all, all along, and, and you've been right there with me, is that the Chargers are better than their record.
2: Yeah, Uh the,
3: the Chargers, look, they lost to the Rams, who are right now currently up 13-3 on the Broncos. 8.58 left in that game. Of course, we'll talk about it as the game goes along. And then also, uh, they lost to the Chiefs, who are currently 5-0. Got a big game tonight against the Patriots. Looking forward to seeing that one. But other than that, they've played well. Yeah, they've, they've scored a bunch of points. You know, they've only
2: lost to the two
3: undefeated teams exactly. in the league. So as long as – I guess, and the problem is they got to play the Chiefs one more time, and then you could mess around and somehow end up playing a Battle of L.A. in the Super Bowl or something. So you could still lose again to these teams. But the fact is their 38-14 victory on a Browns team that this is not your average Cleveland Browns. So this wasn't a, a gimme – on the schedule, this wasn't something where you came into it knowing you were going to win. You had to fight. You had to play. And really, man, they just got it done on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, the Chargers. Now they sit at 4-2. and two. And uh, and you didn't need a lot from Villa Rivers. He only had to go 11-20, 207 yards, a couple touchdowns to throw a pick. But Melvin Gordon. When you hand the ball off 36 times,
2: then, yeah, you don't have to do much in, in, in way of passing. No,
3: for 246 yards. Oof. man and we've seen now this is two weeks in a row you and I have sat next to each other and we talked about Melvin big, Gordon yeah yep and, and also just a team that ran the ball so much remember last year uh, last week it was the Jets Isaiah Crowell he run for absolutely in the team, ran for like 260 yards something crazy look, so look, look I always
2: harp on it and you call it a pitch count you know uh, I do uh, and I teased uh, you yesterday about you, that. you you did and the the thing is When you're able to run the ball, it opens up so much offensively for you as a quarterback. Not only if you're an elite quarterback, but if you're a young quarterback trying to find its way. If you have the ability to hand the ball off on first and second down and you can get five to six yards each time on those two downs, then imagine having third and fours and third and threes. I mean, you can do anything. You can even run the ball again. But not being in long yardage situations and extending drives—that's all part of the running game. And Philip Rivers, who is a dynamic quarterback, only threw the ball twenty times. That's it. I don't know when the last time that happened. I don't for him. know
3: when that is because we always know he's—he's a—he's a, gun he's a gunslinger. Yeah, so he's a gunslinger. I can't think of the last time that happened for him. Uh but again, good game for the Chargers. They get the victory, thirty-eight to fourteen over the Browns. They go to four and two. The Browns now go to two. Three and one, and had it they almost could have had a, another tie. Remember last week or yeah. the week before, they they could have had like three ties this season already. So, this, hey, but this hey, was cool. the only game that they were out of it. True, this is the only game, and for and, some reason
2: the defense decided not to show up, uh, and it, it, you know it was just too much for for Baker Mayfield to to handle.
3: And they didn't go to overtime. They, did they probably wish they would have at least they had a chance to win, <laughs> right. Other than getting smacked up, uh, so. That was that game, and uh, of course, again, we'll get you updated on the games that are happening right now. 10 nothing, by the way, the Cowboys up on the Jags, and the Cowboys need this game. Running hard is Ezekiel Elliott. It looked like a 20-yard run there. I want to go to another game that uh, was a very – had some really good games, some really close games today. Uh, one that was with the team. Speaking of 2-2-1, two, two, and one, that would be the Pittsburgh Steelers who were going into this game at 2-2-1 two, two, and one. Uh and actually, we'll get to that in just a moment because right now we are joined by Tom Brenneman who was at the Bucks at Falcons game and he is joining us now. Tom, thank you. How are you?
4: I'm doing fine just trying to navigate this Atlanta airport. Good <laughs> oh, luck. Good luck with that one. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. that's
3: the busiest airport in America. So yeah, good, yeah, and, good luck with and that. It is right now. Thank you. Yeah, and it's a Sunday, too. I can only imagine. So we won't hold you long. Uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they fall to the Falcons. Jameis Winston and the crew, they tried to stay in this, but this game was so needed by the Falcons to stay. And if they have any chance of making the playoffs, Uh, They get a victory and go 2-4. to Matt Ryan had a game that you need from a guy who's a former MVP, uh, 354, three touchdowns. What was the key to victory to you?
4: Well, you know, really, fellas, I mean, you stop and think about it. And with all the offense and with all the scoring that wound up in this game, you know, the play we all take for granted in the NFL in this day and age is the extra point. Yep, And Tampa Bay jumped out, scored the first touchdown of the game, missed the extra point. So now they're playing behind on that one point the rest of the game. Later in the game, they have to go for two. They fail on the two. So now you're basically taking two points off the board, which means that final drive of the game, rather than having to score a touchdown after the Matt Bryant 57-yard field goal, which was – Pardon my language. Well, no, I'm not even going to say it. It was one of the gutsiest calls by a head coach I've ever seen. We, we got it. We know where you're going with that. to go out there. You know, I mean, it, it was just unbelievable to me that they attempted it, knowing that if he missed, all Tampa Bay would need was a field goal to win the game. But I think that speaks volumes the way uh, you know Dan Quinn probably feels about his defense. They've been just as bad as Tampa Bay's defense. Uh, but the bottom line is the Falcons got the win. But you but you ask what's the key? If you don't miss that extra point, you don't have to try for two later. And you have two extra points going into the final drive, and they got close enough where a field goal would have won the game for
2: them. And, and let's talk about Jameis Winston uh, coming back after the suspension. Uh, he put up great numbers today, comparable to Matt Ryan's. But the two glaring things is the interception, especially the yeah. red zone turnover. I mean, this has been something that's been hampering him since he's been in the league. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on his inability to make smart decisions in the red zone?
4: Well, you know, the, the, the one throw that was intercepted, he threw it in a double coverage. The guy caught it at the five-yard line. He was trying, you know, a big play down the middle of the field, and, you know, sometimes those are going to happen. The other one was the one, though, that, you know, I'm sure if you're Dirk Cutter or even if you're Jameis Winston, you're saying, you know, what, what did I see? Uh, he had two open wide receivers. Uh, he had uh, Humphreys at about the five-yard line uh, who's wide open. He throws it in a double coverage, hits a Falcons player in the back, pops in the air, and they end up intercepting the ball in the end zone. But you know what? I mean, and look, you know, you know, Winston's one of those guys where if you've got him on your team, and let's take all the off-the-field stuff away for a second, but, but he's always been going back to his Florida State days. He's a gambler, and he will take the shot at the big play, a lot like Brett Favre would do back when he played. And so far in, in Winston's young career, uh, they've heard him. You know, the only, the only player in the league that's turned the ball over more than he has since stepping foot in the NFL is Blake Bortles. Now, I would add up until last year with Jacksonville. And the guy who had the second most turnovers during that time was Eli Manning. The one thing all three of those guys have in common, obviously, is they've had very bad teams since 2015. It's only been one year that Jameis had a decent team around him. So, you know, look, he's still 24 years old. And, uh, you know, if he can get himself together off the field, I still think he has a chance to be a really good player.
3: Tom Brennan joining us again was on the call for that Bucks at Falcons game where the Falcons get the victory 34-29. to Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington with you, Fox Sports Radio. Tom, let me ask you this. You, you mentioned uh, he's only 24-year-old, he being Winston. He's only 24 yep. years old. This is his last year in the contract. If you were the Bucks, now we know quarterbacks aren't falling off trees. Do you re-sign him and just hope that he grows and, and gets better? Or do you look elsewhere, maybe look in the draft or maybe free agency?
4: You know that, that that's that's a tough one to answer. And, and you know what? I, I simply don't know what I would do. I think I'd have to wait and see how the rest of this year goes. The issues that he has had off the field have come during the off season. You know, you stop and think about it, guys. You know, when, when you're when you're trying to win games and you're trying to get into the playoffs, and your quarterback's getting suspended either for something he did off the field or something he did stupid on the field in New Orleans. I did that game last year when he starts poking. Marshawn Lattimore in the side of the head on a play over near the Buccaneers' sideline. You know, you've got to ask yourself the question, can I count on this guy being my guy for 16 weeks during a season? This is two years in a row. So, you know, I don't know. Do I think he has the talent? Do I think he has the smarts? Do I think he has the attitude of being an excellent starting quarterback and a winning starting quarterback? I do. But, you know, I I tell the story all the time. I I do a lot of baseball, as you guys know. And it reminds me a lot of the old days, although, you know, very different circumstances. But it reminds me of the old days when I got to know relatively well Dwight Gooden and and Daryl Strawberry. And you'd be around these guys, and they were very engaging. They were pleasant. They were polite. They were nice guys. They were relatively quiet guys to be around. And you know, then you open the newspaper three weeks later, and they're involved in something, and you're like, "I can't believe that's the same guy." Right. So you know, I don't know what I would do. He has put them in a really, really tough spot Mm.
3: because
4: you just can't count on him.
3: That's true. And obviously with a starting quarterback, you need to count on him and you need him to be that leader. It, it, so well, there's well, one you know, thing one, you, one you need
2: is favorite, to be able to one, count on
4: him. One of my favorite sayings that I've ever heard, and the guy who does the Bengals games on radio is a great offensive lineman in the NFL, a guy named Dave Lapham. The most important part of ability is availability.
5: Wow. It's one of my yep. favorite
4: lines. It is. And, and because you-, you can have a player who has all the talent in the world but if he's not available to play for whatever reason, history of injuries, history of problems off the field, happened this stupid stuff on the field, um, you know is he available to your team and this is the second year in a row where Winston is not
3: Well we'll see how the season unfolds you're right about that we'll have to wait and see Thank you, Tom. We appreciate it safe travels guys appreciate have you. a great weekend hey, Tom right him in Bye. there joining us some Fox. Uh, Sunday football. Football Sunday, that is. Uh, Ephraim, a couple of touchdowns we got to talk about. The Cowboys just scored, and also the Ravens just scored moments ago. We'll get you updated on all of those, and i got to ask you a question. Do you want your $100 million back? Answer me that next, Fox Sports Radio. Was this you on a uh, Saturday night, Alex? Was this what you were jamming to? You want to know what's funny is this is
6: actually what I was while I was playing Risk with a bunch of buddies. DJing while playing Risk. Wait, you DJ? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was at Arizona State last
3: month. Oh. Yeah, man. That would make sense why you hit me with some good tunes that I never heard. Hey, that's what I do. What's your like, DJ Vegan V? I go by DJ Veg Tables. Do you really?
6: Like vegetables? Vege, uh, I think I got it. Oh, okay. I think
3: I got veg- <laughs> <laughs>
6: you know, like veg- like
3: vegetables. You know, like vegetables. You'd be
6: surprised how many kids at college ask me to describe it. And so. the
3: DJs on the turn. Well, that's because they don't get the turntables. Yeah. They don't get all that. They're, they they just, just
6: want an ox cord. That's they it. just want
3: an ox cord. <laughs> exactly. All right, that's funny, Max. Uh, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more in car insurance. E from Salam, Kelvin in Washington with you, Fox Football Sunday. And uh, I want to get to a couple of things that have happened over the last five, 10 minutes or so. Thank you to Tom Brenneman who joined us. Um, Cooper Cup got a nice catch, got a first down, and was brought down by a horse collar. It was carted off, E from, and it, and it looked pretty bad. And, and you played the game. And even just us casual people who played in the backyard, anybody who's been horse collared knows it is. It's a terrible way to get tackled because you don't know how you're going to land. And of course, that's why they banned that tackle. Are
2: there are there any casual people getting horse collared out there?
3: I don't. Yeah, I when think, you played backyard football back in the day, is, it was brutal. It, uh, not a lot of people getting horse collared. I didn't mean just someone walking down Ventura here. Just okay, on the, on you, know what, you know what? You know what? I think Rondé Barber would feel me on this. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not going to ask him, though, because if he doesn't, I'm going to be embarrassed. So (laughs) I'll ask him something else. Rondé Barber joining uh us. Was on the call for the Cardinals at Vikings. What's going on, Rondae? Rondae, let me ask What's you this. Up, uh, there's
2: a lot of people getting horse collar just in the neighborhood. I, 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 uh, I know. We just I'm i to just... come into the
3: studio and horse-collar one yard <laughs> <laughs> so you can remember what it feels like. No. <laughs> okay, backyard football, though. We're you were
2: playing. You First got a brother. No, nobody so... played football in the backyard. We grew up in the city, man. Nobody had no backyard. Wait, wait, wait. Don't assume I played in the backyard. <laughs> Everybody. Well, Look,
3: Alex played in the backyard just because you grew up and playing on concrete. Sorry, We were poor. <laughs> I yeah, apologize. Get you some feel, grass yeah. in your life, all right? You
2: feel me, Rondé? I mean, I, I apologize. I you, we man. had to go on the street and wait for the cars <laughs> to move. <laughs>
3: That's why you're crazy now. Rondé, I apologize for that. Rondé, Barber joins us. Again, Cardinals at Vikings on the call there where the Vikings get back on track now, get a win 27-17. Um, And, and watching that game, a couple of things I, I noticed there. Kirk Cousins didn't look quite as sharp as he did the week before where even in a loss he made some big plays. Yeah, um, but Kirk Cousins, you know, finds a way to get the to get them a, a win. But really, it comes from the running games. And Ephraim is like a he always talks about the attempts and pitch count or passing yep. count. Thirty two yep. attempts from them is that going to be a way to victory for the Vikings?
5: Well, if you ask Mike Zimmer, head coach, of course it. I mean, he's a defensive coach. That's what he wants to do. And to be honest with you, you kind of feel there's like a little. Uh, dissensions in the ranks because John DeFilippo, the offensive coordinator, he's a pass guy. Like, and he knows that he has great talent at wide receiver. Adam Dealand did something today with the, with his 600 yard game in a row that, you know, only one other person has done better. Um, so they have talent. It Stephon they- on Kyle, Kyle Rudolph, guys that can catch the ball. Those are your playmakers. But this is a team that's really built on running the football because their head coach running the football and playing great defense. We, we saw that today. And it was interesting because I came into this game thinking, look, they're a pass-first team because of all that skill. But in reality, they were a pass-first team because they've been behind in so many games that they've had to, to do it, to chase the football game. And they've had success, and they just kept doing it. And it kind of became their identity. But today they had a little bit of a lead early in the game, and Latavius Murray just went off. I mean, obviously it's not just him. The offensive line was great today. Was, I was trying to highlight a bunch of double-team blocks and these gaping holes that he was running through. Um, but I think that's what they want to be. Um, if they can do that more, especially as the season wanes on, as you guys know, you want to be able to run the ball in November, December. I mean, they, they could be that team. That gets on a run here and, and starts to do some, some some nice
2: things. Yeah, and we even saw something from Kirk Cousins that we hadn't seen in the red zone when he uh, took the read option and he kept the ball on the, yeah, in, in, and that. he scored right. But <laughs> but not even the way he scored. It was just did you see his movement and how quick he was to hit that hole and yeah, and, and make not that what he cut does,
5: right? It's right. Not I was.
2: That's that's not his wheelhouse, but it looked really good. And not only that. The dance after, he had a little swag to him. Yeah, right? The little birdie?
5: How about it, man? Kirk, you guys know Kirk. We've talked to him. He's kind of a quirky little awkward kind of guy, right, that is trying to ingratiate himself to a new team. You you can tell they love what he is. He's a football player. He's a pro. He's not demanding on the offensive coordinator or the offense saying, I need to throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. That's that's not him at all. He just wants to win. Um, so, So to see that play call, First of all, and then him execute it is is awesome. But when you're running the football like they were running today, I mean, it gives you a chance to run a uh, you know, read option. Um, they, you know, Latavius had been pounding and pounding and pounding. When you get down in the red zone, and they were on a roll at that point. That was their their, their first touchdown of the second half. And it was, you know, it was unexpected. But I think the Cardinals were caught un- unexpected, you know, unaware. Uh, and he just kind of he just kind of tumbled in. Isn't nice.
3: Hey, Ron, day help. Nice. Ronda, help me understand. You know, obviously, you had to watch some film getting prepared for this game. What has yep. been going wrong for the Vikings? Obviously, the defensive side was better today, but the last few weeks, secondary. we expected this de- The secondary, that's the answer?
5: Yep, secondary. Uh, when we talked to Mike Zimmer, and I knew this watching the film, as good as they are and as much talent as they have on, on defense, they were really struggling in the secondary, whether it was Trey Wayne, whether it was whoever in coverage. Um, they were losing their matchups. Uh, you know this team. They play some man, but they're his own team. So teams like Los Angeles were finding ways to get you know, receivers matched up on Anthony Barr or linebackers or whatever and just running away from them. Um, so w- w- what really happened is you know, kind of what we saw today materialized. They just went back to basics. They didn't try to stop everything. You know, When you have a team that has that much talent, all you got to do is line them up, play something simple, win on first, second down, and then you can get creative with anything on third down. That- that's what this team is. And I think we saw a return to that today, and they, uh, I mean, they dominated. They played so so well. Of course, it was against the rookie quarterback, and Josh Rosen. But, um, yeah, they, this was the, the model. This is the blueprint of what this team looks like winning. How,
2: could, how good is Adam Thielen? Like man, I mean, man. Stephon Diggs was supposed to be the guy yeah. at receiver. But when you look at Adam Thielen and what man, not only what uh, he's doing this it. year, but what he did last year, yep. I mean, how good is this kid? And, and
5: Where the hell did he come from? You know, he's, you know he was a, a tryout guy. You know, you think he could play football? I'm like, yeah, come try out. And, you know, he survived on special teams for a couple years, got his opportunity like three years ago. And even then I remember seeing him going, man, this kid's kind of good. But after that, he's turned into such a good route runner. Um, you know, he creates separation as good as any receiver in football. I and mean, how he does that, I don't know. But he has an understanding. He's smart. He plays zone. He knows how to find his his way in between. You know, the, those holes in, in the coverage. Uh, and he's got the trust of his quarterback. I mean, it, 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 when they need to make a play, it's Stephon Diggs is the, the spark plug, right? But when they need to make a play, it's it's no question it's Adam Thielen. Uh, and I think that relationship between those two is just—it it can't be stated enough—and um, that's why he's succeeding and the offense is succeeding the way it is. Yeah.
3: Hey, this is crazy. Yeah, it man. is. It, it is. He, he he just feel like he came out of the blue for sure. Rondé, we'll Good. get you out of here on this one. We're going to go to the other side. There was another team other than the Vikings, and that was the yeah. Cardinals. Oh, uh, was it? I, uh, yeah, there, there was. There was. They had to play somebody, right? <laughs> Josh Rosen—not uh, a horrible game, but not a great one either. Two forty, uh, did yep. throw an interception. Talk about Josh Rosen. What did you see, the good and the bad, with this kid? Well,
5: he can make all the throws. He's big. He's bigger than you think, man. He looks skinny because he's so tall or whatever, but he, he's a confident, calm kid. I mean, I think he'll be really good, guys, to be honest with you. I know he's struggling, learning curve. Mike McCoy's trying to find ways to utilize them, um, but he can throw the football. There, there's no question about it. There's some things that he saw today that he probably hasn't seen as far as pressure that he struggled with early. Um, they failed on third down all day long i think they were over on third down today uh, and it's really kind of been their achilles heel because they can't get going on first and second down So you get in these long yard situations when you're playing a team like the vikings especially with mike zimmer and his blitz packages he just has no chance there's so many free runners coming at him that he wasn't gonna succeed um but I, look look he'll, he he has um that ability to be a leader when you sit down and talk to him you like unaffected by everything, uh, and I think that's one of the traits that makes you know young quarterbacks good, and he definitely has that. Just you're gonna have to give him time. They're a team that's building with a lot of young players, uh, and they're all playing together. You know, they got four rookies playing on offense uh, with the center, the running back, Christian Kirk, the receiver and Josh. So just give him a year. You know, I think that's kind of the thought. Give him a year, uh, get them going on, on offense. Still have some good players on defense. And I think they'll be competitive
3: in the future. All right, well, Rondé, we appreciate you joining us, man. Safe travels, and uh, we'll yep. talk to you soon. Thanks, Rondé. Hey, yep. Be careful hey. in the uh,
2: airport, man. Don't get horse collared. <laughs> I know. Be careful, man. You know what, guys? it's October. It snowed
3: here today, dude. <laughs> yeah, it snowed. I can't wait to get back. I anymore. know you can. <laughs> All right, it's, it's not supposed to snow quite yet, man. Thank yeah. you, Rondé. We appreciate it. Yeah. See y'all. All right. All right, uh, there are some updates on these games. You will get them next. You got the Rams-Broncos. You got the Cowboys playing right now against the Jags. Uh, and, uh, but first cup is trending. I-Low. Isaac
1: Crime. what's going on, brother? Good afternoon, Kelvin and Ephraim, And America's team, pouring it on the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is first and ten. Fresh got a lot of time over the middle. The venerable Brad Sham the call at 105.3. The fan is Dallas leads Jacksonville 17 to nothing with three minutes left to play in the second quarter. The Rams with a 13 to three lead at Denver with 39 seconds remaining in the first half. The Ravens with a 14 to nothing lead at Tennessee with four to go in the second quarter. And here's the stat of the day: the Ravens had five sacks on the Titans first 17 offensive plays good Good. (laughs) (laughs) hey great news there's a quick way you could save money switch to geico Go to geico.com, but in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Earlier, the Dolphins and Bears were in overtime when Miami's Kenyon Drake fumbled the ball at the goal line inches away from the game-winning touchdown. But after the Bears' Cody Parkey missed a field goal that would have won it, Drake came up with a key reception on the ensuing drive to set up a 47-yard field goal attempt by Jason Sanders in the final seconds of overtime for Miami.
6: Here
7: is Jason Sanders. 47 yards, the kick is up.
1: The kick is...
8: Go! He hit, oh, it! No! He hit the oh, kick! No! Jason
3: Sanders has won the game for the Miami Dolphins!
1: look on WQAM. Brock Osweiler starting in place of the injured Ryan Tannehill through for 380 with three touchdowns. Steelers trailed the Bengals 21-20 with 15 seconds to play and Pittsburgh at the Cincinnati 31. Then in the gun, 15 seconds to go. The Steelers have a timeout left. Quick pop over the middle,
0: running free! That's Antonio, 10! Be here. Oh, baby. Unbelievable.
1: Bill hillgrove the call on WDVE as the Steelers stun Cincinnati 28 21. The Texans and Bills were tied at 13 with 1.30 left in the fourth, and Nathan Peterman added quarterback for Buffalo for the injured Josh Allen. Second and 10, Bills
0: from there, 25. One back McCoy, Peterman in the gun, two receivers left, one to on the right side. Peterman takes the snap, he's looking left, he throws that way, it's picked off by Jonathan Joseph,
8: across the 15-10-5, rock and roll, the Texans go in front
1: on the pick six. Mark Vandermeer the call on KILT giving the Texans a 20-13 victory. Falcons over Tampa Bay 34-29, Matt Ryan threw for 354 with three touchdowns, Julio Jones 10 catches for 143, Washington knocks off Carolina 23-17, Adrian Peterson 17 carries for 97 yards, Jets over the Colts 42-34, Sam Darnold 24-30 of for 280 with two touchdowns and a pick. And at London's Wembley Stadium, the Seahawks routed the Raiders 27-3. Also earlier today, Latavius Murray ran for 155 in the Vikings' 27-17 victory over Arizona. And the Chargers routed the Browns in Cleveland 38-14. Kelvin and Ephraim, back to you. We appreciate it. Thank you. And it's just been one of those days, Ephraim, we're
3: going back to back to back, talking to people who are calling these games. Right now is our man Charles Davis, who was at the Panthers at Redskins game. Redskins get a victory over the team I picked to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And I was just praising (laughs) myself on how great of a pick that was with the Panthers. Uh, But they do fall. And the Redskins were able to do this, uh, get this victory when they really needed it. And uh, the defense came up at the end big when the Carolina Panthers had a chance to win. What was the victory, the key to victory for the Redskins, Charles? Getting out of the gate
8: fast, guys. I mean, if you take a look at what
3: they've done this year, go back to the Arizona game that they won,
8: go back to the Green Bay game that they won and check out today, they lead from the front. Jay Gruden told, told us when we had them before Green Bay, we are a front-running team. We are not a come-from-behind team. And he didn't say that with a lot of, uh, how would you say it, praise in his voice. You know, he'd love to have a team that he feels like can make a return and and pick it up late. But he has not seen that from his ball club. Them is getting off the fast starts. Well, check out the numbers against Arizona. Green Bay, they got off to the start winning. And today they got off to a 14 nothing start. So when they do that, they are a different ball club. Make you chase from behind. They play a whole lot better, and they did that today against Carolina.
2: I Talk about how uh, important uh, Adrian Peterson has been to them in their three wins. When you look at their three wins, he's had you know, an average of 100 yards rushing in those three yeah. wins. Just feeding him the ball really takes a lot of pressure uh, off Alex Smith. How important is he to this team?
8: He's very important to them, and it's actually been a little bit of a surprise. I don't know how many of us thought that when he signed with Washington that he'd be able to be the bell cow that we would look at thinking that over 16 games he's going to make this. And, of course, you know how he is. He hears that and he gets crazy. He's like the red cape in front of a bowl. he charges. And you're exactly right. I mean, 96 yards in the win at Arizona. Then he comes back with 122 touchdowns against Green Bay and controls it. Then he has another big day today. So when they do that, as you mentioned, take the pressure off of Alex Smith and, and throwing the football. I don't, you know, we hear the word balance all the time. I don't know that I hear it with as much conviction and necessity as I hear it when, I've, when the Washington team talks about trying to be balanced. They absolutely need it, and they got it today from Peterson. And an offensive line that I think played a really nice game. And remember, they're missing a couple of key guys. Tony from starting at center. Chase Ruley the start center, played guard today again because they ended up with Sean Maval. He's been hurt since the Indianapolis game, so they've had to make some moves.
3: Hey, Charles, we know you got to go, so I'll hit you with one more. I want to go to the other side of the ball, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Uh, what, what, why aren't they as explosive? I don't know. It seems like something's missing. What would you say – uh, is missing from that offense or from that team to take them to the next level?
8: I think that the the ability to get the deep shot where you're going to play that, that you're terrified, you think that it's Torrey Smith, okay? Guy's average over 16 yards to catch in his career. But we haven't really seen that from him yet. He had one of his better days today. I think he ended up catching like six balls, came into the game with only seven catches on the year. So who's going to be that one? Curtis Samuels back off the the injured list, and he should be the guy. But he barely was even mentioned today. I think we mentioned him on a kickoff return. Getting Greg Olson back helps. McCaffrey helps. But they've got to find a way to take the top off of some defenses and open up some more space for those guys underneath. Otherwise, people keep stepping forward, stepping forward, and it turns into a real grinder of a game for them. And I think we had a little bit of that today. They've got to get someone who can press it downfield.
3: All right, Charles, we'll let you go, man. We appreciate you joining thanks, us, and Charles. we'll talk to you uh, hopefully next week. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Of take course. care of yourself.
2: All right, brother. Safe travels.
3: Uh, anybody else we want to get in? <laughs>
2: anybody. Let me call my mama. Call I call my mama, mama was did you watching watch the game.
3: game? What did you think? Mama, I'll call my stepfather. I know he was watching the game, man.
2: But, to, to, but to, to hit on the Carolina Panthers, and I know that was your sexy pick. Yeah, and, it was. You know, i to be different. You were patting yourself on the back like last yesterday, week. Yesterday, you like, couldn't tell me anything. They're quietly doing this <laughs> and quietly doing that. And I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, you got it. But they don't have big play Capability. That's true. In the running game or in the passing game. And until they figure out a way to stretch, like Charles was saying, stretch the field, everything is dink and dunk. Everything yeah. is, you know, two, three, four yards here, maybe a nine-yard route. They don't have the ability to really push a defense back in the secondary to open up that field. And it just can't be all screen passes. Let, let me ask
3: you this then. He's not him. Okay, follow where I'm going. Okay. But why isn't Christian McCaffrey more like a Darren Sproles? Like Darren Sproles had much, you know, uh, many more games where he. Well, they don't use him like that. Well, okay, he has
2: the well, capabilities. So they just why don't use you? him like that. Alvin
3: Kamara, I'm not saying he's him. For sure he's not that. But he but, has
2: those type of qualities. So,
3: so if you and I are sitting here, right. you're out the game. I'm just, you know, a fan of the game. And we see this. Why don't they? Why doesn't their offensive coordinator say, you know, there, we have to find a better way to use this kid? Because, like you said, I know he can catch. I know he can run. I know he can do screens. I know he can do, you know, all these different things, Wildcat or anything.
2: Because the onus is always on Cam Newton. We have an offensive coordinator who, rely, who puts the ball in Cam Newton's hand. Cam Newton was the leading rusher today again. Nine attempts, 43 yards. Christian McCaffrey at eight for 20 yards. The, the The team and the offense for the Carolina Panthers is set up for Cam Newton, right? It's It's Cam's show. He's going to rush the ball. He's going to, you know, pick the targets he wants down the field. They just don't have any big play guys. Now, if they were to come in and say, hey, look, we're going to set this up and we're going to use Christian McCaffrey – As an all-purpose guy, we're going to put him all over the field because he is a tough cover. We're going to put him in motion, put him in a slot, and we're going to let him run routes. I mean, that's a way you can open up that offense, but if they don't have anything coming out of the backfield, the defenses aren't going to go for that.
3: Yeah, they got to find a way because you just mentioned it and you said that uh, Cam Newton was their leading rusher again, and and he's doing that a little bit too often lately. And it's not even like he's – Running 15 times where you could say, well, of course he's going to lead. He rushed 15 times. Now he's only like leading with eight rushes and seven rushes, so they definitely have to find a way to become more explosive. But I will say this. I will say this about the Panthers. One of the reasons why I like them going in was because they're not necessarily sexy, but they always find ways to win mm-hmm. or they're always in a game. Right. Like even today, they were in the game and they had a chance to win it when uh, Cam Newton had the ball. I mean, I, he kind of overthrew the ball a couple times in the end zone, but they were still in it. They did have a shot and a chance to win it, and that's one of the reasons why I like them is because typically it seems like they don't get blown out. The defense will keep them in it. You know, they'll they'll I'll stay in it offensively enough. They can score enough to have a chance to win it. Um couple of things I want to get to when we come back, just to quickly give you an update on some of the games that are happening uh, right now. Cowboys looking really good, up 17-0 on the Jags, unless that was a touchdown right there live. Was that a touchdown I just saw? It was. Cole Beasley with his second touchdown reception, a nine-yard touchdown reception for him. So we hadn't really heard from him much this season. He was supposed to be the number one guy with Des Bryant, showing it today with a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Dak Prescott looking good. And the Jags, supposed to be one of the better defensive teams, getting lit up right now in the first Nova! half. <laughs> <laughs> getting lit up right now for getting sure. Lit up. Uh 14 0. Uh another game that's going on right now. You have the Ravens, and uh they are up right now Over on, Tennessee. on Tennessee, which Tennessee. Is, is there a more least talked about team in no. the entire NFL? No,
2: it's not. It really isn't. Does anyone no.
3: outside of the state of Tennessee no. talk about the Tennessee
2: Titans no or or watch them to for for that matter <laughs> like no one even knows who Marcus Mariota is no. or anything like that they don't even know Never Mike Verbal is their head coach who they just don't know they you know do.
3: they it, you're right about that man uh, and they're third- three and two. And that's you a know? thing. They're 3-2. They, they barely won those games. But 13-3, the Rams are up on Denver. Case Keenum trying to show his old team. You should have let me go, but it's not looking good right now. Uh, but I have to ask you a question. I want you to answer this when we come back. There's a certain player, certain quarterback, who has been heralded as he's going to be the next great John Elway. And it's been about six years. And it may be time for us to pump the brakes on how good or how great he can be. And I want to ask you, is it true? And do you believe me? Do you agree with me? Well, I'll ask you that next. Fox Sports Radio, Fox Football Sunday. I Feel like saying it real smooth, like Fox Football Sunday. E from Salam, Kelvin Washington. E from Salam, on Twitter. Kate up live for me on Twitter. And uh, just about to be halftime here. Baltimore up fourteen to nothing on the. No one talks about on Tennessee Titans, <laughs> kicking a forever long field goal short. The Titans were trying to kick a field goal there. Uh, there was a false start. It looks like a flag on it, so maybe they'll have another chance. Uh, if they, I don't know what they're going to do. Actually, it was the Ravens. They just throw a Hail Mary at this point. Uh, and the Rams are up 13-3 to on the Broncos, and 17 to nothing. You have the Cowboys are up or 24, actually. I'm sorry, 24 nothing over the Jags. I want to ask you a question about a quarterback that we have. He's been hyped. He's been praised, and I think he is talented. I think he's good. I think we all know that. But you talked about this earlier with Jameis Winston-Ephraim. And it's turnovers with Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck did not have a great game today. A bunch of turnovers. The team is now 1-5, in and it's not quite his fault, obviously. They're not the most talented roster, that's for sure. Um, but if you look at the last couple of few seasons, uh, he only played seven, game, seven games in 2015. He was 2-5. Next year, 2016, he only plays 15. He's 8-7. and seven. This year, so far, through five, he's 1-4. It's not a good record. No, it's uh, not. But he, everyone keeps saying he's you know the return of John Elway. And, and I think we see the ability there, but he's turned the ball over a lot. He hasn't been durable. Where are you on Andrew Luck? I put him right with Matthew Stafford. Okay.
2: Right? I, I You know, he has talent. Of course he has talent, but he hasn't been able to connect the dots. He had great early success. And since then, injuries, lack of um, uh, help offensively, uh, in terms of weapons, receiving, running the ball. Uh, so we've we've kind of seen him take a few steps back coming off the injury and not really having those go-to weapons um, that he had early in his career. And right now, him, Matthew Stafford, like they're writing that you can win some games with them. They have the talent. They can throw the ball and get you – they can throw for 400 yards. Um but they can't take you to that next step, that next level
3: up. I get that. I like that. Uh, he I would say he's not as explosive and he's maybe talented, but as far as winning and, and kinda your confidence in him, I'd say Alex Smith too, in that in that realm. Well Is no? He a tier I, below? I, I, I would put
2: Alex a tier above. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's shown that he can lead a team to victory in in, in the playoffs. Like he's you got to remember, Alex Smith was one of those guys leading Kansas City past Andrew, Andrew Luck, Luck, right? And they were up by like 24 points in the second half. So
3: Alex Smith has taken that next step. He, But he, I, I guess my thing was he's not as talented. The, t- the two guys you are Just a natural talent. Just pure natural talent. But as quarterback, the talent is one thing. But being able
2: to lead a team is another thing.
3: So if I have they're both twenty three years old and you're gonna have them for the next ten years, mm-hmm. you take Alex Smith over Andrew Luck? Or I would, just currently? No, I
2: would take Andrew Luck, okay. but I would make sure I if I'm the GM, I would put pieces together. I would make sure that we gave this kid a dynamic running game and an offensive line and mm-hmm. you know, some rock solid tight ends and, and like I would do the things you're supposed to do once you lock in your your um your quarterback. You know, you're you're the face of your franchise. You do
3: once you have him on a rookie contract, then you go out and you build your team. I think the issue, as you mentioned, has been the lack of talent uh, around him, and it's similar to another quarterback, although he has been able to win a championship and and have some more more success. And I think he's had more talent around him, but there are times where we say, "Man, can Aaron Rodgers get some help? Can Aaron yeah, Rodgers I agree with get that. Some more guys, whether it be." Defensively, whether it be running game, I mean, he's got running backs as his, uh, he got wide receivers as his running back. So I think Aaron Rodgers is a similar case where you say, "Man, I know he's good, I know he's talented, but if he could just get some help around him, yeah." But the difference is, Aaron is on that elite level. He's, well, he might be the best ever.
2: He's three levels above, you know, luck and and I don't know about three. That's no, no, he's three. Because but I, that, I feel
3: like you get you created some levels at that point. Like, like <laughs> I, I added think, more levels. Like, yeah, I think it was like four levels. I and added like, more levels. Maybe Andrew Luckett was at three, and then you got Aaron Rodgers at four. You just put him at like six.
2: No, no, What I'm saying is, in terms of elite, right? It's only what it's right now. It's four elite quarterbacks in the NFL.
3: Okay, I'm thinking of three. Who's the four? Okay, so we got Brady. Yep. We got Rodgers. Mm-hmm. We got Drew Brees. Yep. He Who's got, the fourth? Is it Ben? Okay. Ben I don't know is. if he's quite there anymore. Ben
2: Roethlisberger can throw for seven hundred yards in well, any moment.
3: Says the guy who has him on his fantasy team.
2: I'm just letting you know, and and it's not even about that. It's about Big Ben. Just look what he did today. Like he has that pedigree, right? So I
3: I, I would agree. I would agree with you that he has it more in totality. Look, like right on. Career. Right on. Right on point. The highlights, right there. No, Ben is that guy. Those sure. passes,
2: those type of passes, and that. Come on, man. His ability to move. Where's Matt Ryan? Is the, Matt, Ryan, Matt, Matt Ryan is a step below.
3: I, I he, He's below. He's not elite. Really good, but not elite. I, I, right. I, I'm okay with that. Uh, There's a team that is suffering in the Raiders. Did they pay the wrong man? Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote, giving you some scores that are actually happening right now. The Rams are up 13-3 to on the Broncos with 11 minutes left in the third quarter. You got the Jacksonville Jaguars getting swamped 24 to nothing. Dallas Cowboys beating the Jags 13-34 left in the third in that game. And then the other game that is actually happening right now, you have the Ravens who are up on the t- the Tennessee Titans, again, who no one ever talks about. That's the funniest thing ever. They're up 17 nothing on them. Um, they've got a fumble right now. He said like he was down. A, he said he was down? Okay. Uh, thought we had something happening with the Broncos and the Rams. I want to get to what's going on with uh, the $100 million man, and that would be, of course, uh, John Jay Gruden. John Gruden, that is. I'm sorry. The, Ra- the Raiders lose 27-3. Seahawks smack them up. Seahawks, they lost to the Rams, but they started to get some offensive things going last week. They carried over to this week. Russell Wilson goes 222. Three touchdowns did get picked off. Uh, they ran the ball a bunch as well. 37 times they rushed the ball. It seems to be the theme this week. I know that makes you excited. It does. As a former lineman, you guys get to mm. go forward 37 times for a buck fifty-five for the Seahawks. But I want to get to the Raiders and a, and a losing effort. Derek Carr not looking spectacular. No. Three years ago, remember? You,
2: the second coming.
3: He was the second coming. He was supposed to be the guy. The Raiders were supposed to be the sexy pick to get to the Super Bowl. He gets injured, and really just things have gone downhill ever since. But – they bring in John Gruden, who's supposed to, you know, being uh redeem this franchise and bring them back to some success that they had when he was there. And that's not the case. Um looking at him at one and five, I'm looking at Derek Carr only throwing for 142. I mean, we have some of these rookie quarterbacks who outshine him today. Zero touchdowns. I mean, nothing spectacular. It wasn't like, well, he had a bad game because we ran the ball 30 something times. No, that wasn't the case either. 19 attempts for only 79 yards. I don't know what they do well. It's not defensively, and 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 this is supposed to be something that he's going to help the team with. That's not the case. Khalil Max really could have helped. Um, and it's not even offensively, and it's not the quarterback play. I don't know if Derek Carr needs to get back on the John Gruden quarterback bus, but something needs to give. What's going on with John Gruden and these Raiders? Well, number one, the most glaring
2: thing defensively is they're not their inability to put pressure on the quarterback. Right today they had one sack, but they're last in the league in sacks. And John Gruden jokingly a couple of weeks ago said, "Oh, you know, you know, alluding to to not having um, uh, Khalil Mack anymore and, and and just trying to find a good pass rush." You know, he can laugh it off and joke all he wants. The fact that they're in a the position to where. They can't stop anyone they can't slow anyone down and if you can't do that, then how can you expect your secondary to hold up and we're seeing that game after game and offensively they just i mean they don't have it man they're they're so off Derek Carr has taken you know stuff he's looking more like David Carr you know and <laughs> That's I play, the wrong I, car I, but I play with uh, you know. I'm trading the car. You know, I I play with David, and it's just not clicking for them. And the fact that none of this is bothering John Gruden because if you look up the definition of job security in the dictionary, then there is a picture of John Gruden in his Raiders hat. With a hundred million dollar check in his hand,
3: man, hundred million dollars, no Guaranteed. matter what. That's what I just said. No matter what, you guys fire me. Think, sh- ab- cool. think
2: about this. Think about this. This is the first year of a ten year deal for a hundred million. If he goes three years and wins three games, they still can't fire him,
3: which is crazy because you, former player, and all these guys we're looking at right to you know right now on the screens and who played today and who played Monday and Thursday. They don't have, you know, guaranteed contracts except for the guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. Yet a coach who is a good coach, for sure. I mean, he's had a heck of a career. Well, he was a good coach. He was a good coach, right, and has had a, you know, a heck of a career, uh, you know, not this season, is guaranteed $100 million. and guaranteed $30 million if he's another coach. or guaranteed the $10 million if he's another coach. When, did you players ever get mad at that? Did you just, – it's just part of the game? It's just it part up? of
2: the game. Like, I'm not – we're not worried about that the fact that I'm I'm I would be more worried about the fact that he didn't want to sign Khalil Mack like as <laughs> right. a player if I'm in that right. locker room that's that those are the things that would bother me because I would know how much he meant to our team and if you're focused on the other things and not putting your best players on the, on the field then that's a that's a concern for me as a, as a player you know, but his money is his money. It is what it is. It doesn't count against a salary cap, so it's not stopping him. It's not stopping them from, you know, paying me or someone else. They just decided they wanted to go in a different way other than Khalil Mack, and he wasn't – they deemed him not worth it, which is, is crazy to me because we – right away, it's paid dividends for the Chicago Bears, although they lost today. You know, he's revitalized he's made, that team.
3: Absolutely, there—that's a real team now. You have to go in there and you have to beat the Bears, and yeah. not just somebody you can say. Oh, that should be an easy victory quickly. I do want to give some love to the Seahawks who do get the victory. And I mentioned it Russell Wilson looking like he was uh, coming back last week. You know, had success against mm-hmm. supposed to be one of the best defenses in the Rams. And then, boom, you circle back to this week. And all of a sudden, again, three touchdowns again for him. And, he, and he's looking like the Russell Wilson that we know. So maybe the Seahawks are getting better and riding the ship as they're at 500 now. It's six, uh, three and three in the first six games.
2: Well, I, well, I tell you, if you look at their. Their stable of running backs and Carson and Penny and Davis uh, and even Russell Wilson himself. They now have the ability to really push the tempo. And we saw that in London today against Oakland, they came out and I believe their first 20 plays, 15 of those were runs. Mm -hmm. And they said, Hey, look, we're going to rotate running backs. We got three good running backs. We're going to rotate them. Uh, We're going to use them in the passing game, and what that does is that allows your offensive line that has been a sore spot for them for the last couple years, it allows them to be aggressive. Like When I started a game, I always wanted to start with runs because I didn't want to be passive and backing up. I wanted to be aggressive, and we saw that from them today. So if they adopt that mentality moving forward, they'll be much better,
3: and it'll take the pressure off of that uh, much maligned offensive line. Uh, so congrats to the Seahawks. They get a victory again, 3-3 three and three on the season for them. Another team, and this is your guy, your fantasy man, and somebody I get, uh, that Bucky Brooks always gets frustrated when I talk about his seeing his greatness, and that has been Roethlisberger, who's had a pretty good season. I mean, they didn't have the success as far as the W's at first, uh, and I know him and Antonio Brown had some, you know, the people were, I think maybe us, the media were making it bigger than it really was, um, you know, cause we need things to talk about. <laughs> but the fact is the last couple of weeks, Ben and AB have gotten the job done and they got a job, the job done literally today. they won the game because of that connection as they got a touchdown uh, and uh, it went like this. My bad. I caught you off guard, Alex. Oh, that was Ben Roethlisberger talking about the uh, Conners, the running back. Okay, so I want to get to that in just a minute. But real quick, with AB, AB is starting to get it explosive. Man, a 48-yard long reception, the longest of the season was today. Mm-hmm. He got the game-winning touchdown. He almost had one earlier. He got tackled around the eight-yard line. He's got it going. But here's what's funny: is is even with Antonio Brown doing his thing, Juju Smith-Schuster is kind of quietly. I won't say he's their number one. I think Antonio Brown is still the number one guy. But man, that's a great debate to have when you say is Juju the number one? I mean, that it's it's a great th- situation to have. I mean, a B is the more known guy, well, but one A one
2: B, right? One A one B. Ben Roethlisberger is going to spread the ball around for you sure. Know, if you if you look, I, I believe he threw the ball to ten different receivers. You know, I mean, he threw to some guys. He that even I don't threw even know to himself. A- he caught a, a pass. <laughs> He threw a pass that was tipped, and he caught it himself. So that counts as a target.
3: Yeah, I don't know if he was happy about his yards though. Negative one yards. I don't think he was happy about that. But- so that's
2: eleven different receivers that he targeted, including himself. I mean, to have that type of ability, it's hard to to put a guy at you know being the number one guy. When you look at AB, AB is going to he's going to demand the double team. So that's true. Someone that true. else has to step up. And Juju has done a tremendous job in getting that single coverage and taking advantage of the defense, what the defense gives them.
3: That's absolutely true there. And and that's where you got to give credit to him. Actually, Alex, I do want to go to Ben talking about James Conner, of course, the running back who's had a lot of success this year. I mean, he's run the ball. He's, he's caught the ball. He's had a really good season thus far, but Ben talked about the fact that hey, there may be our star running back coming back in Le'Veon Bell.
2: James was breaking tackles. That that gets guys going. You know, it it gets you juiced up that guys are being physical, and um, it, it's a lot of fun to see. Guys aren't going to quit on plays, and and James, I thought was he was a bowling ball today. He was all over the place. What a great game! But you know, I know it's his last game for us, so because Le'Veon's coming back, <laughs> but I thought he did well in his
3: last one. Now, what is that? That's a joke, right? I mean, he's just him teasing him, right? Well, because he he went last game. Maybe he meant last game starting, but that doesn't mean that James Conner can't play. It's not like Le'Veon has to go run the ball on every play. So I, I believe it's a little tongue-in-cheek. Lee's back there trying to convince me as if they're going to put him on the plane. Why do you keep – Alex, now you don't know either?
6: That's not that. It's that he's been gone for so long. Now you're going to get your value out of him. Make him run every freaking ball now since he's back. Okay, now we'll make sure you're back. We're going to make you run every single ball.
3: Or, or the opposite. You spied him. You say, "Come on back. We've been winning some games lately without you." James Conner has looked like a, a starting running back in this league. We're good without you. Not, and again, you are not going to not give Le'Veon the ball, the bell, bell the ball. But what I am saying is, look, Conner's been great out the backfield. I mean, back he's not receiver. even on the
2: roster, so
3: he being Le'Veon,
2: yeah. So Le'Veon's not even on the roster, the depth chart, or anything. So well, I think it's a
3: little. I think I think let let all the websites update. You know, after <laughs> let Sunday and then Monday roll around, I think I think it'll update. That would be my guess.
2: But as the Steelers, do you just throw Le'Veon in there and and stop the momentum that that James has had? I mean, he's had a tremendous
3: uh, year so far running the ball. According to Lee and Alex, you do. I'm with you. Look, I'm going with a guy that's been playing well. I'm going with a guy that it seems like the team is getting along with, you know, and it seems to be working well with. Uh, Touchdown, by the way, for the Rams. And now it looks like uh, Todd Gurley in the end zone there. So now they are up big on the Broncos, 20-3. Uh, Case Keenum and the team is not going well for them right now. All right, uh, Alex Marvez is going to join us next. Maybe we can ask Alex that. Do you go to Le'Veon Bell or do you keep going to James Conner? We'll do that next. It's Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. We got a touchdown there. D.D. Westbrook, 34-yard touchdown reception from Blake Bortles trying to bring his team back 24-6. Ensuing extra point is uh, coming up here. And uh, just to quickly give you – and by the way, in this game, Dak Prescott is balling out. A couple of touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. And then and the Rams are up 20-3 on the Broncos. Broncos on the move trying to put some points on the board. Uh, 23 again in that game. Todd Gurley, 133 rushing yards. This is a rushing day, Ephraim. I know you're loving it, former yeah. lineman. Yeah. A couple of touchdowns for Todd Gurley. And Baltimore up 21 to nothing on the non-talk talked I was going to say this all day, the non-talked about – tennessee titans uh alex collins has two rushing touchdowns for the ravens right now we are joined by alex marvez as we are each and every weekend alex what's going on man how how was the wedding
7: a, a wedding in san francisco was absolutely fantastic of course the bay Area, his other team the oakland raiders not so much my goodness, it is this a bad club? And you saw Colton Miller just get absolutely destroyed today by Frank Clark. And listen, Seattle, it was a slow start for this team. It didn't look good at times, but they're starting to get some things going in a positive way on the offensive side of the football, in particular, rushing the ball. Right now again, I know it's the Raiders. I know they are a horrendous team at this moment, but I tell you I mean watch out for Seattle making a little bit of a push here at least as far as the wild card race goes not going to say make a make a, cha- a challenge on the Rams that are headed toward winning that NFC West, but the Ram or, but the Seahawks appear to finally be headed in the right direction once again. We,
2: All right. And what direction are the Raiders headed in what what are some of the things that they need to work on to, to ride this ship because this thing is sinking fast
7: I, I, you know and the, the crazy part about it is, I don't know what you can do on defense right now, <laughs> I really don't. I mean, they're they're just they can't generate any pass rush. You know, when you blitz, then you expose that secondary that isn't very good. And it just seems that when you talk about a makeover of a team in the off season, you know, and I get it. You know, look, there are players. You look at what's happening in Buffalo. They got fifty three million dollars in, in in dead money on their salary cap, right, from players at the new regime got rid of in its second year but you look at this Raiders team and you know look if you if they did a poor job this off season putting the types of people in place to to run the types of things that John Gruden wants to run on both offense and defense it it's pretty darn clear i don't know if there's any salvaging where they're at right now. The injuries have hit this team a little bit on the offensive side of the football. Uh, you know, losing both Amari Cooper today and Seth Roberts to concussions, that was a rough go of it for them, but it's going nowhere fast. I guess the good news is if you're a Raiders fan, well, if they pick high in this draft, Coming up, we can finally get that pass rusher and get this team going in the right direction on
3: defense again. It may not be Khalil Mack, though, that's for sure. Right. Alex Marvez, Alex Marvez on Twitter, SiriusXM NFL Radio, that's where you hear him. And of course, you hear him all the time with us. Alex, we, we had a debate before the break. Um, the guys in the studio on the other side here were saying that, hey, you know, Le'Veon Bell's probably going to come back and get all the carries and take all the reps. And I was saying, hey, man, James Conner's had a heck of a season so far, especially for a guy who kind of came out of the blue. Uh, what do you think that they're going to do if Le'Veon Bell is to come back this week?
7: Well, I think it would, would effectively, I don't—I want to say split the carries for a bit. And look, it's Le'Veon Bell. It's hard to keep him off the field. But, you know, you feel good now if you're the Steelers knowing we can take Le'Veon Bell out in maybe the third series of the game, and that's a James Conner series. We can rotate these guys a little bit. You know what? Le'Veon, too, can provide a little bit more of in the passing game. But where the But the weird part about it for Pittsburgh is, And it's a good problem to have, but they have to be careful when Le'Veon Bell returns to not disrupt the flow of this offense. And, and I say that because right now they're starting to hit on some things, and they have found their, 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 the guy that they have been missing since Heath Miller at tight end, Vance McDonald, he killed the Cincinnati Bengals today. He was such a big reason as to why they won that contest. He is really becoming a difference maker for them that they haven't had. And Jesse James is, is, a, is a good player, not a great one, but Vance McDonald has usurped him as far as getting the targets in that offense. But the question is, if you bring Le'Veon back, how are you going to distribute the football? Can you get back in that flow? again, a good problem to have. I think the Steelers can figure it out. The only thing for the Steelers, can Le'Veon Bell also play defensive back because they're still not a very good secondary.
2: Yeah, uh, they're, they're not a, a good secondary. But Ben Roethlisberger, his ability to spread the ball around him, I mean, it's is one of the best in the league at doing that. He hit 11 different receivers, or he threw the ball to 11 different receivers, including himself today. <laughs> and, you know, just having that ability to – to not only you know hand the ball off to a, to a Connor and now Le'Veon Bell moving forward, but his ability to get the ball to the right guy in the passing game—how important is that? Oh,
7: I mean he's fantastic, and and look, he, he's got it from everybody, right? Antonio Brown. I mean he was quiet throughout the game, then he comes on strong late. You got it, you know, Juju Smith Schuster has been one of the great additions to this, you know, team as a second round pick. I mentioned Vance McDonald, you know, James Conner had his today. And look, we never talk about the Stillers' offensive line, right? They just quietly go out there week after week generally protect Ben Roethlisberger. Do their job and pave the way for a 100-yard rusher. I mean that's and you know you give and for the Bengals today it's devastating. You know it's the same old same old for you. It's your seventh straight loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They haven't beaten them at home since 2013. And the question is, well, here we go again. Is it Cincinnati that is going to get maybe maybe they're nine and seven, 10 and sixteen? But when it comes to winning the division, when it comes to getting past the Steelers, they just can't get it done.
3: Alex Marvez, our guest. Alex, I want to go to a game in the AFC. Uh, with the Jets and the Colts, you got two quarterbacks. One who uh, we talked about a little bit earlier, and Andrew Luck, who everybody knows he's talented. Everyone knows how good he is, but it just hasn't been the success with the Colts that you would hope for. And then on the other side, you have this young rookie quarterback who was able to have a good game today. He throws 24, 32, 80, a couple of touchdowns, only one pick. Um, how good has Sam Darnold been? And just kind of give me your, you know, through six games, your uh, how you feel about him and going forward, and maybe a grade.
7: Well, on the Jets, in my mind, I'm giving the Jets an A because I thought they were the worst team in football coming into the season. I really didn't see much reason for optimism for them because I figure Sam Darnold's going to take his lumps. They're not the most talented team on the offensive side of the football, and defensively, they they have their issues, but they've played a lot better than I thought defensively. Todd Bowles now having to take an active role on this defense, let's not forget, because Casey Rogers, their defensive coordinator, has been battling a serious illness. So Todd, really, you know, the reason he's a head coach in this league is largely because of his success as a defensive coordinator. So he's done some real positive work there. But, you know, what's benefited Darnold is the fact that they've stayed relatively healthy at the wide receiver position. Robbie Anderson is a truly great deep threat. And what, what he said a couple weeks ago I thought was interesting as well. And, by the way, I don't want to forget the emergency of Isaiah Crowell a running back, but Sam Darnold told the media, look, i got to stop hesitating. I've got to pull the trigger. I've got to make sure that that what I'm seeing on film and then when I see it in the game, I have to trust my instincts. And you can just tell that he's playing a lot more loosely right now. He isn't as, you know, hesitant to maybe throw the football as he was in the past, and he's not making big mistakes. Now, look, the Jets haven't played world-beating teams by any means here, and the Colts are just absolutely disastrous on defense, giving up 30-something-plus points again. That being said, though, this Jets team has been impressive for what they've done, and maybe just maybe can stick around in this postseason race until about December.
2: What what's going on over here in, in in Indianapolis with Andrew Luck? I mean, is it is it too much to ask to have him uh, throwing the ball this many times a game? They just can't get anything going. Is the lack of weapons, the lack of you know ingenuity in the play calling? What can we do, please, to help Andrew Luck?
7: Well, see, there's a this is the 40th different starting offensive line that he's played behind today in his NFL career. 40th, mm. okay. So I think they realize that maybe with some of these guys it's just better to just pass because they can't field a credible running game. But, but they, they don't have a marquee guy in that backfield. Marlon Mack, uh, you know, I believe he played today, but he's been battling a hamstring injury all season. And even with Marlon, he, he's sort of, you know, he's not at that marquee type level. I don't think anyone can expect that type of production. The problem, too, with the Colts, is every, every game going to be a shootout or are you going to have to have Andrew Luck put up points, in the, you know, plus 24 points to even give you a chance? Every week, I don't put this on Andrew Luck. I, I really, I put it on a roster that you know Chris Ballard inherited, that he's still trying to make right. I think the coaching is outstanding. I think they're going to be good in time, but they simply don't have enough pieces in place at this point to be a credible contender in the AFC South. And by the way, the Houston Texans better be sending a nice fruit basket, or you know, over to uh, any sort of uh, gratitude over to the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, by the way, at the end of the year, because had the Colts just gone for, not gone for it in overtime a couple weeks ago, play for the tie, you're looking at a Texans team that has cooled off considerably, rather than one that has now won three straight games and is pushing Indianapolis to oblivion in the division race.
3: Mm, that's a great point right there. But they get it. It was an ugly victory, as uh, I think J.J. Watt tweeted, like basically it's ugly, but hey, we'll take the win. Uh, they'll definitely do that. Alex, we appreciate it. Thank you, man. Uh, Thanks, and uh, I'm sure you're still in, enjoying some uh, some wedding desserts and whatnot.
7: This is sick, man. San Francisco is such a great place, man. I got about six hours to kill before, uh, before my flight takes off. I didn't want to miss the games today. I think I'll find some stuff
2: to do here in San Francisco.
3: Oh, I think you'll be fine out there in the <laughs> Bay Area. That's for sure. Thank you, Alex. We'll talk to you next week. Go, Thank to, you
2: gentlemen. go to Mitchell Brothers.
3: Mitchell Brothers. I don't know what that is, but the way you laughed, I'm nervous. What is Mitchell Brothers?
2: I had to. It's family. Oh, family place. place. All yeah.
3: right. Yeah, I'm going to take your word for that. Now, here's the thing. What if I literally take your word with that the next time I go to San Francisco? Just go to Mitchell Brothers. You'll enjoy it. And I'm with the wife. Oh, she'll she'll have a ball. And I'm at Mitchell Brothers. She'll have a ball. Now I got to do some Googling. I have a clue in my mind what that is. But uh, I'm going to Google that. In fact, I'm going to Google <laughs> that where our man Ilo talks to us. Isaac, what's going on? What's trending,
1: brother? Kelvin and Ephraim, the Dallas Cowboys, adding to their lead over the Jaguars on a field goal seconds ago. So they're up 27-7 to over Jacksonville with 3.06 left to play in the third quarter. The Rams up 20-10 to at Denver, 134 left in the third. The Rams were up 20-3, to but moments ago, former Ram quarterback Case Keenum through a 22-yard touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders. Todd Gurley of the Rams today, 16 carries for 133, two more touchdowns. He's got 11 touchdowns on the season, the most through six games since Sean Alexander had 12 in 2005. The Ravens up 21 to nothing at Tennessee, 451 left in the third. Alex Collins with a pair of touchdown runs. Earlier, the Dolphins and Bears were in the final seconds of overtime when Miami's Jason Sanders lined up a 47-yard field goal attempt.
7: Here is Jason Sanders, 47 yards,
1: the kick is up. The kick is...
8: Go! He hit, oh it! No!
1: He hit the oh kick!
8: No! Jason Sanders has won the game for the Miami Dolphins!
1: McCall WQAM, Brock Osweiler started in place of the injured Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> he threw for 380 yards and three touchdowns. Steelers trailed the Bengals 21-20 in the final moments at Pittsburgh at the Cincinnati 31. Then in the gun, 15
2: seconds to go. The Steelers have a timeout left. Quick pop over the middle, running free! That's
5: Antonio! 10!
1: Bill Hillgrove the call on WDVE as the Steelers won it 28-21. The Texans and the Bills were tied at 13 with 1.30 left in the fourth, and Nathan Peterman in at quarterback for the injured Josh Allen for Buffalo.
0: Second and 10, Bills from there, 25. One back, McCoy, Peterman in the gun, two receivers left, one to the right side. Peterman takes the snap, he's looking left, he
3: throws that way, it's picked off by Jonathan Joseph across the 15-10-5, rock and
0: roll, the Texans go in front on the pick six.
1: Mark Vandermeer the call on KILT as the Texans won it 20-13. The Falcons with a much needed victory, improving to 2-4 with a 34-29 triumph over Tampa Bay. Washington knocked off Carolina 23-17, Adrian Peterson ran for 97, Carolina committed three turnovers. Jets over the Colts 42-34. Latavius Murray ran for 155 in the Vikings' 27-17 victory over Arizona. Chargers routed the Browns in Cleveland 38-14. And finally, at Wembley Stadium in London, the Seahawks routed the Raiders 27-3. The quote of the week, though, came after the game, courtesy of reporter Paul Gutierrez from Raiders defensive end Bruce Irvin, who said, quote, We lost, but... I've got a beautiful wife I get to go home to. I'm going to try to make some babies, man. Unquote. <laughs> True servant with some much-needed perspective, apparently. You don't
0: say. Ke- well, Kelvin that- and
3: Ephraim, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. That's almost as good as uh, what's the the UFC guy who said. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I say <laughs> that? <laughs> no,
2: I don't think you can say that.
3: Can't do it. Well, the uh, he had an interesting way of saying his. uh Who's going to celebrate. He was going to celebrate that victory. Yeah. And, it, and it involved well, his wife. As long know. as it involves
2: your wife. It's, it, it, it's all involved.
3: good, player. Well, I don't know if it would involve your wife at Mitchell Brothers. Uh depends on the type of relationship. That basically. is very I true. Knew. Now, the best part about this is I hope Alex Marvez goes to Mitchell Brothers. Just because I would I feel as though he would be so uptight. I don't know, I could be wrong. Hey, he, I don't I just, know Alex like that. Be a good flight home, I could tell you that. Uh, yeah, thank you for
2: uh, just trying to informing just, our You know, I'm just trying to, you know, of Mitchell Brothers, lend my expertise. <laughs> doesn't to my so, man it
3: doesn't sound like the place that it is. Doesn't sound like that type of establishment. Like, man, like that sounds like, hey, I need an oil change. Even worse, like, oh, you should go to Mitchell, Mitchell Brothers. Brothers. They, they, they're really good at changing your oil. They will change your oil.
8: <laughs> Don't drink that poison.
3: Man, you no, know, no, uh, no. hey, no. hey, I'm, yeah, I heard that too. I heard that. Look, you guys are determined. <laughs> to get no, we're getting fine. out of control. Yeah, we are getting out of control right Get this now. shit back Let's on track. Back. What is getting all out of control also is that the Cowboys have the ball right now. They're already up 27-7 to against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that is because the Jacks were moving the ball, and they threw about a 35-yard pass that was intercepted and returned about 40, 50 yards. They got all the way down to about the 8-yard line. So right now they have the ball in the red zone. Dallas looking to put some more points on the board. What happened to the Jags, man? Mm, should I say it? I mean, it the, is you, Blake Bortles. I was going to say, this is somebody you're always hard. Everybody everybody has those few guys in every sport that you go at, that you always have something critical to say. Like mine for, for years, for a couple of years, I will admit, and by a couple I mean maybe a couple times too, uh, has been Steph Curry. Okay, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's great. He's the best shooter ever. If my daughter married someone like him, I'd be extremely happy. He's a great guy, for sure. But I always because he was trying to come for the throne of LeBron, I had to, like, defend LeBron a little bit. Never a few oh, years man. ago. Why do you have to defend LeBron? Well, cause maybe because we live in L.A. and there are some LeBron haters still. I mean, go, I, wasn't a, I wasn't
2: a LeBron fan until he came to Los Angeles. I'm a Laker fan, so how can I – I'm a Kobe guy. Oh you're, oh, you're one of them. What do you mean, one of them? You're one of them. Kobe Bryant played on the Lakers. I'm no, a Lakers okay fan. I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. Right? No, like, Kobe? That's just what it is.
3: Yeah, but you're not allowed. Not so- a Boston
2: Celtics somewhere fan, in Will. The,
3: somewhere in the sports gods, they created that we're not allowed to like both Kobe and LeBron. Like I've never seen. I like LeBron. Dude, you're a rare breed. I, he plays for the Lakers. Okay. okay uh, three months ago, before he was a Laker. No, I respected
2: LeBron as the best player on the planet. All right, well, at least said I believe you But I was right. I mean,
3: I'm. I'm not both 22 a, years old. I'm not ignorant. Okay. Right. Be- Bo- who's better? They're both Bo- 22. 20, oh, you oh, I'm going Kobe continue. all day. See, we won't go this debate. It's Fox. Well, Football let's do the Sunday. debate. It's right here. It don't, it don't matter. It's our show. We can do what we want to do. Do what we have. Kobe Bryant, there's very— you, you know what
2: it took LeBron a long time to get that it did not take Kobe Bryant to get? You say a ring. I'm jumping No, it has nothing to do with that. Okay. Killer instinct. I like my players deadly. Flat out deadly.
3: See, I think that's overstated. I it's think not overstated. Oversold. It's Here's not what-
2: overstated. All you got to do is just look at the course of their careers. Kobe Bryant came in as a, a rookie. Remember
3: he airballed those shots?
2: But he shot them. He, that's his mentality. I'll give you that. But, it's but, always
3: been like that. Okay, here, here's my argument. LeBron James is something we've never seen. Kobe Bryant is a replica of Michael Jordan, right? Yep. Killer instinct going to shoot, right. and I get that. And yeah. uh, so, to his credit, that, that's great. He was as close as you could get. Then comes a young guy named LeBron James that we've yep. never seen before.
2: Dynamic.
3: So when LeBron James has made plays that people like you have said that oh that wasn't killer instinct. It's because he's not Jordan or Kobe or you know or Reggie Miller type. Where I'm not going to think shoot first. I'm gonna shoot it no matter yeah, what. Yeah, three guys. If, on me. if you break so, hold down, on. go ahead. So there has been plays that he made the right play in that. Okay, they're double teaming me. I'm going to kick it to the corner for this guy to hit the shot. The guy makes it or misses it. Either way, we're saying he should have shot it. But his mentality is more like a Magic Johnson. If Magic Johnson dropped a dime or kicked it out, we wouldn't question him because he said that's what Magic does. What's the first attribute when you think of LeBron? It's passing.
2: No, and, it's, it's physically dominant.
3: Like I mean, okay, but I mean that's the pro- not, not problem. Really- the, the problem
2: is when you're that size, right, and no one can stay in front of you because of your size and quickness, and you decide to dribble into a double team and then kick it to the corner? That's the problem I have. So when I say that killer mentality is in that same situation, Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan are looking for the advantage, right? Driving into a double team and kicking it to an open, that's not the advantage, The advantage is if I go right, it's one-on-one to the rim. That's the advantage. That's the mentality, right? So it's it's not about the actual play after you put yourself in that position. Of course it's the right play to kick it to the corner to Cal Corver, right? Right. When you go and you drive into a double team. But if you would have taken Draymond Green off the dribble to the right, it was you and him, one on one to the rim. It's no way he can stop you from getting to the so, rim. So what? That's I, the problem so, that I had. So what? And,
3: I, and I, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. If you're saying who is, would I rather have take a last second shot? You already historically, know. Historically, you could say Kobe. You I can, can even argue that the last five years, LeBron has been great at it. For the of most course,
2: part. but, he, but didn't, he didn't. He didn't.
3: He didn't come, come in with, with that. that. I'll give you. They didn't come into that. But if I'm arguing that, so for thirty seconds of a game, that this one person may be more equipped to take a shot, but the other parts of the game. LeBron has been more dominant. Why is he not the better player? Like, let's even concede. You're right. He'll take that last second shot, he being Kobe. Why isn't LeBron the better player? LeBron James more- is an
2: all-around better player than Kobe Bryant. But I'll take my 22-year-old Kobe over my 22-year-old Who LeBron happens?
3: any day. You and I will go to cheese- – Any day. We will go to Cheesecake Factory.
2: I want a killer
3: and, out there. I want
2: to – when it's time – when the time is running down, I want to look into the eyes of a murderer, and that's what Kobe Bryant <laughs> – and 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 Michael Jordan were, period. That's, that's and the, I, that's how I like my basketball players.
3: I just the, the fact that we just negate everything else that LeBron does. It's not that man. No, I get we, it. LeBron is have great. We break.
2: We will discuss this during the break. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doubting his greatness. He is the second b- greatest basketball player to ever walk the planet Earth. Well, then,
3: what are we arguing about? That's all I needed to hear. You asked me a question.
2: Fantasy ticker You said 22-year-old Kobe, 22-year-old LeBron. I, I said did Kobe. ask you a question,
3: but when you put it that it. way, second-best player, I'll be all right with that. Fantasy ticker next, Fox Sports Radio. I I have a, a respect for your basketball acumen.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. No, I
3: do. Because even though we're, we're in essence, saying the same thing, uh, but we're going about it a different way. That's the LeBron and Kobe conversation that we're having. And maybe uh, we'll share the. Maybe, maybe we'll go to Instagram Live and do this. By the way, follow me, Twitter and Instagram, Kate of Live, Ephraim Salam for him. And great news there's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Right now, we're going to help you check out your fantasy teams with the fantasy ticker.
0: Time for the Fox Sports Fantasy Ticker. <laughs>
3: All right, as always, we started off. I'll start off with quarterbacks. You'll take care of running backs, and we'll go from there. Starting it off with somebody we discussed earlier, Jameis Winston. Winston
4: takes the snap out of the gun, looking left, now back to his right. Dumps it under the belt. Caught ball, touchdown, Tampa Bay. Wide open, Peyton
3: Barber. And the
4: Buccaneers narrow the
3: gap. Jameis Winston had himself a day, even in a loss 395 yards, four touchdowns. He did get picked off. A couple of times, and even uh, gave you 31 yards on the ground. So, Jameis Winston, I think that's the issue right there. He's so talented that you're like, man, he's great, but he also has some boneheaded plays. Poor decisions. Exactly. Let's keep it moving. We'll go to Matt Ryan in Atlanta.
4: Three tight ends, the running back Coleman, Jones the receiver. Here's Ryan looping it, Coleman the catch, touchdown Atlanta. Matt spun out of there to his right, Coleman released, and it was like a tag football play, Arch. Nobody was there.
3: Hey, that Bucks call was brought to you by 98 Rock and the Buccaneers Radio Network. That Atlanta call right there, 92.9, the Game Falcons Radio Network. And Matt Ryan, he got you 354 yards, three touchdowns. Even Matt Ryan even rushed. Congratulations, Matt Ryan. He rushed for 13 yards. You don't get that often <laughs> from Matt Ryan. You got to take it where you can get it. Matt Ryan giving his team a much-needed win if they're going to stay in the playoff hunt at 2-4. and Keeping it rolling with the quarterbacks. One who's playing right now. And that would be Dak Prescott. Second and ten from the 17. Elliott to Prescott's left in the gun. Read option. He's
8: got it. Swayma a block. Block to the foul. Prescott runs it in. Touchdown,
3: Cowboys. Cowboys are all over the Jacks right now, 37-7. Uh, that call from 105.3 The Fan and the Cowboys radio network. Dak Prescott is a big reason why this team is winning. Dak giving you 177, two touchdowns through the air. And then also, big game on the ground for him. In fact, he's only 10 yards short of Ezekiel. He has 10 rushes for 81 yards and a touchdown. Way to go, Dak Prescott. Well, you need to uh, pass the
2: ball, Dak, and stay off my running backs because, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) hand the ball off, baby. Let's start with uh, the Chargers and Melvin Gordon.
8: It's a pitch to Gordon. Has the numbers 10, 5, strides into the end zone. Touchdown, Chargers. Melvin Gordon with his
0: second score of the day.
2: Uh, That was the Chargers radio KFI 640 AM. Melvin Gordon is a beast. 18 carries, 132 yards, three touchdowns, two receptions, 18 yards. They can't stop him. As long as they keep feeding this young man, the Chargers are going to keep riding the ship. Let's move on to Todd Gurley's playing now.
6: First and goal, the Rams sprint to the line. Goff takes a quick snap under center, gives to Gurley left side. He powers his way to Peters. Touchdown, Todd Gurley touchdown LA is that the knockout blow the Rams have been looking for
2: that was the 91 (laughs) 93.1 Jack FM Rams radio network Todd Gurley man he does it all 16 carries 133 yards two touchdowns two receptions 17 yards I, I, I mean as you can see these teams are getting better with the running backs. That I just true. I just want to throw that out there. That is true. And then my guy on my fantasy football team, James Conner. are talking about power formation. Here it is. Everything in tight. Connor gets the call. Connor up over the top. They haven't rolled. Yes, they rolled touchdown. Yeah. WDVE 102.5 FM and WBGG 970 AM Steelers Radio Network – James Conner, this might be his last week toting the rock, but he had 19 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns, four receptions, 18 yards. He's my guy. He's the reason why I'm 5-1 in fantasy football. (laughs)
3: Hey, if you're going to go out, that's the way to go out, right? Uh, Let's go to wide receivers quickly. Albert Wilson. Albert Wilson. Wilson's touching upfield. Breaks a tackle. Makes a cut. He's at midfield. He may go at the 30, the 20, the 10.
0: The five! Touchdown Miami! Unbelievable! Oh, what a play!
3: That was an amazing play actually. I saw that one live. Sports Radio 560 WQAM. Dolphins Radio Network on the call. Dolphins end up getting the victory uh, in overtime. 31-28 specifically for Wilson though. He even rushed the ball. Did get negative five yards. but Six receptions, 155 yards, a couple of touchdowns and nine targets. So He of course is the leader. Let's go with Adam Thielen. Cousins
8: back to pass. Fires to the end zone. Caught! Touchdown!
4: You can it! You're unstoppable!
3: K and Finn, the fan, Minneapolis and Vikings Radio Network, 27-17. Vikings get the win, and that's because Adam Thielen goes crazy for 123 yards, a touchdown, and got to remember, six straight games now this season with 100 yards or more receiving. So the boy is definitely headed on his way to the Pro Bowl. And uh, one more. Cole Beasley, this is happening right now. This game is happening right now.
8: Third and seven. Prescott back. He's got a lot of room to run up the middle. He didn't take it, but he found Beasley in the end zone. On the left side.
3: Cole Beasley, little old Cole is having himself a game, (laughs) that's for sure. The call right there, it's 105.3 The Fan and the Cowboys Radio Network. Cole Beasley has a couple of touchdowns, and uh, to be specific on the receiving, he has 95 yards, two touchdowns, so great game for him. Those are your fantasy ticker updates. How's your fantasy team doing?
2: Uh, Right now we're currently uh, demolishing (laughs) uh, someone I'm playing in my league. What's your record
3: right now? Too. You you haven't every week I talk I'm, to you. You're I'm doing four what? and one. I lost Ooh. the first
2: game by ten points. Okay, uh, and since then i just. I, I mean, I've scored the most points in, in in my league by by far. And you said that you're
3: not a fantasy guy. You said you don't do well. And
2: now I'll look I, at you, four and one. I just I, you know I got the mojo. Thank you, Ben Roethlisberger, my man, Alex stiller fan, uh, and Connor. And uh, the the funny thing is, like if when Le'Veon Bell does come back. I have him too. Oh, Great so, pickup. So you know, we'll Ooh. see how this thing shakes out. If everybody can just stay healthy, right? I got my man. You know, Emmanuel Sanders,
3: killing right now. Brandon Crooks. I, I mean, I got a good team. Yeah, you got it lock. I got a good that's, team. That's for sure. It is. And, what it and, is. Or, and, and by you having Connor and also then having Le'Veon Bell. Yep. I got to give you the Kevin Durant. You the real MVP. That was <laughs> that was a great that was a great pickup there. <laughs> Lee, quickly. What about you? Lee, I feel like, Lee, what do you think? Before he answers, doesn't it feel like he never wins, by the way, when we yeah, talk to he
2: just Yeah, he's, he's never forthcoming with information.
0: Yeah, I'm having a pretty bad season so far. <laughs> Not wonder he didn't <laughs> tell us. Last week, I, you know, the three wide receiver league, I had 10 points total combined out of all oh, of And they're actually doing a little bit worse this week. Uh, Quincy Inouye won negative points before he left. Uh, yeah, is about the only guy I have on my team this year. Man,
3: <laughs> you already paid your money? <laughs> yeah, I already just, paid just my money. Just that's, consider that's gone. Yeah, it's all gone. Good Absolutely, that, that is goodness. gone, man. Uh, yeah, I told you I didn't play this year because I went out winning the last couple seasons. Yeah, you've been yeah. bragging
2: about how yeah, you've won tied. the last just, couple years. Uh, but I'm not going to
3: lie. I'm not going to lie. I miss playing, man. Hey, someone was just carted off the field in the Ravens-Titans game. We'll give you an update there and also on this uh, Cowboys-Jack score. Yeah, I w- do want to quickly say there was uh, Alex Lewis was injured for the Ravens. We were talking about this before the break, and it was carted off, so that's never a good thing, and they had his, uh, his, his head and neck, you know, Locked in so it wouldn't move. So that definitely is something to keep an eye out for. 21 to nothing, Baltimore over the Titans in that particular game. Uh, right now, of course, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, Todd Gurley, how many yards? Where is he now? Because this is ridiculous. Todd Gurley, we, we were talking during the break. Next thing you know, Todd Gurley just breaks off another 30-yard run. He's
2: 26 carries, 203 yards. My goodness. Two touchdowns.
3: And almost out of three, right there, almost out of three, almost this caught one kid, there. Man. Yeah, the Rams are absolutely ridiculous. They're like,
2: the real deal.
3: They they really are, and I feel like, I feel like there's some way we're taking them for granted. Like we really need to appreciate what we're watching from a team, a totality standpoint. Like there's no real flaw in this team. But yes, the defense had a couple of games where you thought, okay, they give up a lot of points, but. I mean, whatever you want. And I, I mentioned this last week. And mind you, in Denver, it was snowing earlier. It's, it's cold. You can see their breath. This is when you go to the running game. And we were talking about yeah, last week how they haven't even had to go to Todd Gurley as much as you would think in the backfield, not necessarily run uh, receiving. And now, cold weather, you're in Denver, and you altitude. can just turn around, altitude, you can turn around and say, hey, Todd, do what you do. And now he goes for over 200 yards. I mean, this team is Flawless. That's a
2: hell of a luxury um, because it's tough. I played in Denver. It's tough for teams, especially you know, warm weather teams like the Rams to come and play in those, uh, those conditions. I think this is the coldest game in October since the '60s or or something like yeah, that. And it and came
3: out of the blue. I was listening to the Rams. I was driving in, listening to the game, and they were talking about how. It was sixty-two when everyone landed. I like mm-hmm. got there, okay, it's a mild, and it dropped dramatically. So you, I mean, you see all everybody with hoodies and long sleeves on, and and some people even have gloves on. So definitely, this is when you need the running game.
2: And and uh, kudos to the Rams and uh, Sean McVay, it's just to have this team ready to go, uh, ready to play up in the elements. The altitude usually wears down on you, but they are, you know, they definitely have their boot on. On you know the Broncos' neck right now, and they're headed in to to score now. It's a fourth and goal inside the five, so they'll settle for the field goal. Boy, that's an accomplishment to come up to Denver, uh, who's notoriously had the best home record uh, in the league. Them in Green Bay, and to 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 just dominate them like they are.
3: And, and credit the Broncos for hanging around. You know, staying around. I mean, they're only down seven. Obviously, this this field goal looks like because he's, like you mentioned, he's at like the five-yard line. This should be good. Uh, but if for some reason he was to miss this, I mean, they they got a chance during this game. But, I mean, how would you approach beating the Rams? So what I mean, I know it's virtually impossible, but what is a way? I mean, what have you seen? If there's one little – one chink in the armor, is there anything where you can say – well, you know, if you can do
2: this. Protecting the quarterback. They've given up five sacks uh, so far. So if, if it's anything, but guess what? When they can't hold up in the passing game, they have the luxury of that beast to hand the ball off to that takes the pressure off of that offensive line. Now you can play action. You can do all sorts of things. So it's it's really like, hey, we can't protect the quarterback too bad. Well, we don't want them throwing the ball a bunch anyway. So it, it's kind of like, you know, if you want to s- stack the box if you, to stop the run, then, of course, you're going to have, you know, Brandon Cooks and um, the rest of those weapons that they have and Woods and it, it, it's just it's Cooper Cup. It's just too many weapons.
3: Uh, speaking of too many weapons, my goodness, this score has gotten out of line. The Dallas Cowboys up forty to seven over Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, there's been turnovers galore. Uh, I mean, this has been a dominating game for Dallas. And by the way, all of a sudden they go to three to three after this game, get a victory. I mean, and, and you look, the Redskins are leading the division at three and two, but then Philly's three and three, and Dallas all of a sudden is right back in this thing, and they're one and zero in the division. So. Uh, the Cowboys. It's not been a great season. It hasn't been the season that you 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 know look forward to. But all of a sudden, they're five hundred and and kind of can maybe shake it off and reset and say, all right, let's let's go you know the next ten weeks here and finish this season strong.
2: The problem with the Cowboys, they just don't have any talent on the outside. Don't so dis- don't disrespect Kobe. I'm we not, just did
3: the fantasy ticker, okay? You okay, know he's got a couple of touchdowns. So that's
2: a that's one guy. <laughs> you have I uh, I don't even know if he's that talented. below average yeah. uh, receiver. Uh, in terms of height and stature, great in the slot. As Bobo's sitting up here staring daggers. Oh, my bad, Bobo. Into, in, into my, <laughs> Bo, you know I'm gonna keep it real, man. Tell me the talent you guys ha- have outside, Ed receiver. I'm waiting.
0: You can wait for a while. <laughs> <laughs> as a Cowboys fan, I can actually say you're gonna wait for a while. Yeah. I mean, think
2: about this. Cole Beasley has nine receptions. No other person has more than two. That's yeah. that's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Like now they jumped on Jacksonville, so Jacksonville's kind of reeling. But if you're in a fight and you're in a matchup and they take Cole Beasley away from you, uh, what 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 are we doing? What what are you gonna do?
3: Well, 40 to seven. That game. A uh, few more minutes left in that game. Broncos are trying to score. By the way, the field goal was good, so that put the Rams up 23 to 13. Again, about under, just under three minutes left for the Broncos, and this is what they just showed them on the uh, on the television. And Dama and Sue, and this is when Aaron Donald and Dama and Sue pin their ears back and get busy. And as I said, it, he almost got there. Nice flip from Case Keenum, but this is where they do what they do. Brockers, Sue. Donald, they get after the quarterback and then they take care of business and it's usually make a game winning play. Uh, I expect to see that from them. Another game that's going on right now 21 to nothing. Ravens just dominating the Titans. Not a great game for the Titans, all right? When I look at this, uh, we want to talk about passing. 117 <laughs> yards from Mariota, but if you take away the 62 from Sacks, I mean, I mean, the 55 from the Sacks, you only have 62 yards passing, which, by the way, do you feel like that should be taken away from the rush? No, the sacks.
2: No, because you you can't get a sack if someone's running the ball well, I mean, or if it's a rush.
3: Running backwards always, you know. Like no, really that strange. doesn't work like that. And then look at the uh, the rushing as well. They only have 49 yards. So if you take away the 55 yards from the sacks, that's 62 passing, 49 rushing. That's a horrible game. It's not going to get it done. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, not going to get, get it, done.
2: it done. And, you know. The Titans are three and two, and they're scrappy, and and they fight, and they do all of that. But when you run into team with superior talent, and you get behind, it's hard for them to catch up because they don't have the type of offense uh, or personnel to where they can air the ball out and you know get large chunks of yardage through the air. So with
3: that being said, Marcus Mariota, he's been injured, but he's had some success in in the league. He's had some games where you go, okay, his kicking play, and then he's had some games where, again, he's not effective like today. Where do you come out on Marcus Mariota a few seasons, you know, three, four seasons in now?
2: Um, I, I think he's inconsistent. Some game uh, – last week he had a tremendous game, came out, threw the ball around. But then you look at this week and it's just like, okay, so which guy are we – or two weeks ago uh, against Philly, which they won in overtime, he uh, was 30 for 40 – 3 attempts, 344 yards, and then you look at this game and it's just like okay, well you can't that can't be what it is. And consistency at the quarterback position is the best way to sum up, you know, talent and 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 their progression as as professionals.
3: Looking at uh, the Broncos trying to come back in this game. There's a guy, Emmanuel Sanders. That could help you if he catches this. Was catch, that a catch it. Catch it. Nah. Oh, that was a catch. That was a catch. That was a catch. It's under review. Uh, they're marching. They're trying to stay in this game. Uh, excited about the Sunday night football game. It's going to be coming up uh, later on here, and we're going to have a preview of that in just a little bit. But next, man, I got to I got to ask you, Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Bobo and I were saying uh, during the break, he must know something. He must have something on the owner on a coach, on a GM, uh, maybe his his father is best friends with an owner or GM. I mean, something is going on where he is still in the NFL because he literally may be the worst quarterback to ever play football. When he goes in, you automatically spot the team six. You say, like, all right, they're up six because he's going to throw a pick six. So I need answers on one Colin Kaepernick and why he has not gotten a phone call after another performance, as horrible as it was for Nathan Peterman, We'll talk about it next. Fox Sports Radio.
2: <laughs> <It's> my...
3: <laughs> Wait, how was that? It, a saf- baby, do what it, baby. What's going on? Was that a safety? A do it, baby. Do it, baby. Why did they say safety Smile. on the screen? The best
2: life. I think there was a typo. I ain't going back. Watching you it. Forth Look, with they gave brothers. the they gave the living Rams two points. It
3: was twenty-five to thirteen. All of a sudden. I I'm going back
2: and forth with you, brothers. I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with you, brothers. I just want you to keep going. Living My best life. Any more? I ain't going back and forth. Yeah, at, point, with you. at some
3: point, I'm supposed to say "smile."
2: N- Number one song in the country, three weeks in a row.
3: Man, off of social media, that My is guy. crazy. Let us start one. Meet Bobo. You can make beats. Lee, anybody? Uh, we we can got a producer. Done. Make us a beat or something so we can then uh try to make a song. Fox Football Sunday. E Salam, Kelvin Washington, with you. E from Salam, Kelvin Washington, on social media. So right now, bam, extra point is good. To set it up, you got twenty-three to twenty. Rams are over the Broncos.
2: No timeouts
3: left. No timeouts. Obviously gonna do an onside kick. A buck twenty-two left in this game. Uh final in the game of the, the Ravens. Titans 21-0. Ravens smack up the Titans, who now fall to three and three, four and two for the Ravens. Uh let's see if the Broncos are able to do something. I'll tell you what, and I said this when we were talking about the the uh Rams a moment ago. Look, we were singing their praises, and we should. I mean, they have a chance, it looks like they're gonna go six and oh. But the fact is, man, these Broncos hung in there. They hung in there, and that's one of the advantages of playing uh, at home, obviously, especially in Maha Stadium. Right now, though, that touchdown from Demarius Thomas is still in, under review. So it's still under review. They gave him the points, but it's still under review. Uh, so we'll see and wait and see what happens there. It can there. be
2: under review. They kicked the field goal oh, already. Why did
3: it, I thought it was under the way nah. they just did. Oh, okay. Never mind. Take that back. It's not under review. So, all right, 23-20. A buck twenty two left, onside kick coming up here. You played, so help me out. Is there any type of strategy to an onside? Is there is there what
2: you wanted to you want a, a good bounce? Right? So you want to be able to kick it down and just have it bounce in the air. The longer it's in the air, uh, the better chance you have to recover it. Well, here
3: oh, okay, okay. Did a little shimmy. Oh, uh, he had a sh- oh, oh, he had a shot at it.
2: I had a shot at it. He but see how shot. that skirted on the ground? Yeah, if that's yeah. up in the air, then you have a chance as a re- uh, recovering team to run underneath it.
3: So uh, just to kind of give it to you how it just played out, the the kicker did a little move, switch sides, a little shimmy, a little dance, and then uh, kicked it. But Robert Woods almost caught it, but then it bounced out of bounds. So the game is essentially over now. Uh, as the Rams – well, hold on, the ref is saying something. I don't know what he's saying. Anybody know what he just said? I he no said, idea. it's
2: cold out here. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a running clock from here on out. So we can we're finish just, this We're up not even going to play the game. We're and just get on know. up out of here.
3: So I don't know what they called. Uh,
2: oh, it's over. It's over. Victory so, formation. Victory
3: formation for the Rams. Great game by the Broncos. They hung around, but they're going to fall to 2-4. and four, And the Rams will go to 6-0 and oh, as they won 23-20 to 20 over the Broncos. And I'm telling you, as you mentioned, this team is insane. You know, the team that they remind me of—I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when they were playing—was the. Uh, it was a '98 Minnesota Vikings. Remember that team? Yeah, of course you remember that. Team. Yeah, I do. Uh, of course you remember. You ended their hopes of <laughs> well of uh, winning a Super Bowl. Well, they just ran into a better
2: it. team. That's all. You know, they you know they they were. A powerful offense, you know, but they just ran into a better total team.
3: Can I That's say just a the better bottom team line. for that day? I don't know if I agree with better team. <laughs> I think you guys were better that day.
2: I mean, we had a better team.
3: <laughs> I don't know if you had a better team. Okay, well, we
2: had 2,000-yard receivers. We also had uh, an 1,846-yard running back.
3: Okay, you, you, you dirty birds got down. So
2: we also had the number two defense in the league.
3: There was a lot going on. So
2: when I say we had a better team, yeah, Randy Moss was the best young wideout on the Man, planet. That was special
3: when he emerged. But he
2: had game. one catch in the second half for seven yards. So, like I said, we had a better <laughs> team.
3: You guys got down. You're going to play me like that. you going to try to play me, playoff. You guys got down. I expected the run to last a little longer. Yeah. The wheels fell off, literally. Jamal
2: Anderson's <laughs> wheels fell off.
3: <laughs> I mean, he was who had a better come out of the blue time, uh, like um, emergence, him or Natron Means? Where out of the blue. You're like, whoa, this dude is special. The team gets the super. Natron Bowl. was pretty good.
2: Yeah, Natron Means was pretty good, but Jamal because we Jamal had personality to go with he, it. he started a craze the dirty birds so we had shirts and dances and all kinds of stuff that was a that, that was, was a movement
3: that was a movement it it, it wasn't a long movement but it, it was, was a movement.
2: sometimes movements don't have to be long they don't have to for long. them to be impactful
3: all right they're, they're showing it right now josh allen uh left with an elbow injury on his throwing arm and enter who? nathan how am i in the nfl peterman who you had his stats that we were going over during Good. the break. It's hard to look Please at. Please share with the people Nathan Peterman's stats.
2: So, in his two year career, he has a passing rating of 25.7. He has a 43% completion rate. They suck. He has an average pass of 4.1 yards. They suck. He has two touchdowns and seven interceptions.
3: They suck. So I ask you, oh. and I don't want to make this a big, you know, collusion case and trying to keep him out the league. But there's no way by now, somebody doesn't call Colin Kaepernick, right? You I was thinking about this you, driving, and I was thinking, you he,
2: you can't put this kid out there again. If if something <laughs> happened to Josh Allen, you can't. He can't go out there as quarterback.
3: No, because all Bills fans should be riding in, right? Shouldn't all Bills fans be like saying this is not an option? this is ridiculous.
2: Like he can't do it. No, he—he's proven that he can't do it. Right. So it's not a knock on him personally. I'm just saying, like, it's just too big for him.
3: Because he he just doesn't have bad games. But he was—he was was in perfect position
2: to win this game. Like he, the one thing you couldn't do (laughs) was turn the ball over. But he did it twice, back to back. Not only. The first time he turned it over, four touchdowns. What
3: I was like, what? He does that though, as you mentioned. That that's what he does. He can't. I, so I, he... so I just I just again I don't want to make it a, a long conversation about it. It just it boggles me. There's no way that you're telling. I need a quarterback. I need a backup. We see things happen. Guys get injured. Guy guys get hurt. If you're in San Francisco, as we were talking about earlier. I think that was Lee. that mentioned that to San Francisco. Or give Colin Kaepernick a call and say, "Hey, man, we need a backup quarterback, or maybe even a potential starter." But uh, there, even if you took Kaepernick aside, there has to be some other quarterback options out there other than Nate. I,
2: I just look at it like this: when you look at his, his last two years at Pitt, he had good years, mm-hmm. but what a lot of people don't realize is the speed in the NFL especially defensive-wise, is so much greater than in college. So those throws as a quarterback in college that you made and you made them look easy and they were terrific, they'll never work in the NFL. Guys are way too smart and way too fast, and I think that's the hole he's in. He's trying to guide the ball into places where – Defensive backs and linebackers can see it a mile away. You can't do that. You can't throw someone open in a small window if you don't have that type of velocity on the ball.
3: Which he doesn't.
2: He does not.
3: We we definitely have seen that. So, I mean, I just figured there has to be somebody else out there. Um, Hell, you. Who, I, I mean, I could throw an alley-oop to the other team. Just I mean, <laughs> Throw a lob and just say, hey, here you are. You want this? Go score six. He's had a
2: total of uh, let me see 61 uh, let me see how many passing attempts he's had in his his brief his brief career his brief NFL career and i think 67 passing attempts you can do that you you can you can be better
3: <laughs> i th- i feel like i almost could i would throw maybe just a bunch of screen passes but i feel like there would be a chance for me to do that yeah
2: he's 29 for 67 for 276 yards you can complete more than 43% of your passes can you? that's just awful but i don't want i don't want to talk about him like that i just you know from a professional standpoint he's not the quarterback for you buffalo no matter what's going on with with um I was just watching this. That, that was almost almost got it in there, yeah. Almost the, that crazy lateral play. We were with watching Tampa
3: Bay. La- yeah, Tampa Bay trying to get in the end zone to win the game, and they almost pulled it off. It was pretty decent. Better than most attempts that you see. Hey, a game I want to get to quickly before we get to uh trending, uh, and that is the Chargers, man. And for those who are just now listening or just joining the show, first off, we appreciate it. Thank you. Um, but the Cleveland Browns, we had been saying that this is a team that could be five and oh, this is a team that had uh, you know, some fluke plays that resulted in loss. We had dead kickers who missed kicks that would have won the game. They had even the NFL admitting that a play was, you know, they had the wrong call on a play. So you felt confident about the Browns going into it, that maybe they had a chance against the high potent offense of the Los Angeles chargers. And that's not the case, man, the chargers. I think if you did like some semblance of a power ranking, I mean, they have to be top five, right? I mean, they're yeah. sitting now at four and two 38 to 14 victory of the Browns. Uh, and it didn't have to be all on the right arm of Phillip rivers. He only threw 20 attempts and Melvin uh, Gordon. It was all Melvin Gordon today. Feed the beast. 132 yards, three touchdowns and not to mention Melvin Gordon coming out of the backfield catching as well. Uh a couple of catches for 18 yards. So they they had a they had a game offensively, a big game offensively that is. And all of a sudden now man you start to look at the Chargers, who's the better team in the AFC?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Um I mean the the Patriots the pa- are the Patriots. Patriots we'll see how they're the going to
3: do. We'll talk to Will in a moment, but
2: uh of course you have the Kansas City Chiefs.
3: Yep. Outside of them, who we know are better than they, that's one team that is the kryptonite. And the, and the Steelers, Rivers. so I, and I, I might I even say, say they're better than
2: the Steelers. Yeah, but nobody's believing in the Dolphins, even though they're four. And yeah, two. nobody's no believing in the Dolphins. Dolphins. no one's, I'm, But no one. you know what? I will say this: the return of Brock Osweiler. This could be. This could be something different now. As, as bad as Brock Osweiler is. Did you
3: see? But all of his. And play, was. Did you see? He threw a three yard pass that turned matter. up for 80 yards. Didn't so it wasn't matter. like Brock Osweiler was airing it out.
2: It didn't matter. Brock Osweiler came into that game and threw for 380 yards That's and a, three touchdowns. And
3: like 200 and something of the yards were just little dump offs that were. Turned up
2: field doesn't matter,
3: but they are four and two. They are four and two. I'll give them credit for that, but I'll take the Chargers over the Dolphins. Yes, sure. I will any day. I'm going to trust Philip Rivers over him any day. Yeah. And we did Aren't mention that the Steelers there. He mentioned the Steelers. Lee, uh, of course, the Steelers are the Steelers. But I mean, the Chargers right now, man, it's, it's difficult to stop them. And you mentioned it. I think the key ingredient is Melvin Gordon. Yes, you know they had. I mean, they had a, a couple of guys being back over the last few years once LT was gone. You know, they had uh, Danny Woodhead and a couple – they always had a multi-layered running backfield. But now just having Melton Gordon as your kind of your, your bell cow has definitely been beneficial for them for sure. All right, right now let's get to trending with Ilo. Ilo,
1: talk to us, brother. Calvin and Ephraim, it's all over in Arlington. Cowboys route the Jaguars 40-7. Dak Prescott threw for 183 and two touchdowns. He also ran for 82 yards. And another score. Ezekiel Elliott rushed for 106 at a touchdown. The Rams held on to win at Denver 23-20 to improve to 6-0. Todd Gurley ran for 208, a career high, and two touchdowns. It's the Rams' first 200-yard rushing game since Marshall Falk against the Panthers in 2001. Mm. Ravens shut out the Titans 21-0. Baltimore, a franchise record 11 sacks, one more sack, then passes that Tennessee completed today. Earlier, the Dolphins and Bears in the final seconds of overtime, and Miami's Jason Sanders attempting a 47-yard field goal. Here is
7: Jason Sanders, 47 yards. The kick is up. The kick
8: is go. He oh, hit it. No! He hit the oh, kick. No! Jason Sanders has won
3: the game for the Miami Dolphins. The
1: call on WQAM. Brock Osweiler starting for Ryan Tannehill. Throws for 380 with three TDs. Steelers trailing the Bengals 21 to 20 in the final seconds of the fourth quarter in Pittsburgh at the Cincy 31.
2: Then in the gun, 15 seconds to go. The Steelers have a timeout left. Quick pop over the middle, running free. That's Antonio. Ten.
0: be here oh baby. unbelievable bill
1: hillgrove the call on wdve as the steelers won it 28 to 21 james connor ran for 111 and two touchdowns the texans and bills were tied at 13 with 90 seconds to play and nathan peterman ended quarterback for buffalo for the injured josh allen
0: second and 10 bills from there 25 one back mccoy peterman in the gun two receivers left one to the right side Peterman takes the snap he's looking left he throws that way it's picked off by Jonathan Joseph across the 15-10-5 rock and roll the Texans go in front on the pick six.
1: Mark Vandermeer the call on KILT as Houston won at 20-13 Falcons over Tampa Bay 34-29. Washington knocks off Carolina 23-17. Adrian Peterson ran for 97. Jets over the Colts 42-34. Sam Darnold 24 out of 30 for 280 with two touchdowns and a pick. Latavius Murray runs for 155 in the Vikings' 27-17 victory over the Cardinals. Chargers rout the Browns in Cleveland 38-14. Melvin Gordon runs for 132 and three touchdowns. And finally at Wembley Stadium in London, the Seattle Seahawks routed the Raiders to Kelvin and Ephraim, back to you.
3: Thank you, Isaac. Uh, Isaac. It's
1: going on a big, big day in Boston right now, the New England area.
3: uh, As I'm looking right now at the Houston Astros in Boston, Boston Red Sox right now up 1-0 as Houston leads the series 1-0. And then, of course, in Foxborough, you have the Chiefs in town taking on the Patriots. So it's one of those big days in the New England area. Uh, they actually have the Patriots favored by four, even though we know what the Chiefs have done. We know how potent that offense is. So uh, we're going to be joined right now. Where's Will? Is Will? Is he ready? What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, all right, what's Will, up, Will comes Will. on. You already know how I feel. Oh, I man. I rattle off all the Boston movies: The Departed, The uh, Town, The Town, town. Goodwill the, Hunting,
6: Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. You know, you know what's a sleeper? Actually, 1996. Let me guess. Celtic Let me
3: Pride. Guess. Oh, see, I was. All right. Were Celtic you going to say that? No, but I was going to think about That's pretty it. Pretty good. So Pride. I remember that. Is there any Sleep more up. that we're missing uh uh what's the what's the one um with uh, uh the 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 younger brother? Oh, uh, gone
6: baby gone. Gone, gone baby, baby gone. gone. Good one. That's, That's a good, good one.
3: one. So they got gone baby gone and then they got gone girl between the two of them. Yes, they do. It's a lot of gone between those two brothers. A lot of things lost with
6: the Affleck brothers. <laughs> yeah. Let's say that. Yeah. Uh gentlemen, it's a huge game tonight. Dare I say
3: most important game of the season? Uh, I think you're gonna say that next week and then the week after and then the week after. <laughs> but however, for this week, yes, you can go ahead and say it will. For I'll, them
2: to keep pace with Miami in the m- division, this is a huge game. It's yes. a huge
3: game. And I think it's gonna say so much
6: about both teams. For the Chiefs, it's gonna mean that they are the real deal. Pats, it's gonna be more of the same. You know, it's gonna be what we expected. But let me uh let me throw a stat out there. Now, this stat might be rendered, you know, useless because of how polished Mahomes is. But quarterbacks under twenty five in Gillette, Patriots are twenty three and zero. Now, that's, a stat that's, that, a, big that's stat. a stat. that's a big stat.
3: That's a big stat. But you big know what? Stat. You know what I would say, Ephraim. To that, I would say that everyone's heard that the last you know few days. Mm-hmm. Then I know Andy Reid has heard that, and I think he knows. What yeah. doesn't that.
2: matter? It doesn't matter because the, the the thing, and I'm leaning towards the Patriots in this. Although I hate the Patriots, <laughs> Will, I'm leaning towards them because it is something different to go up to to uh, Foxborough and play. And the Patriots are going to, defensively, they're going to make him uncomfortable. Okay, they're going to take something away from him. And although he is dynamic and he's talented, the last couple games he's shown that he's human. That's true. And the Patriots have a way to, of really bringing Superman down to earth. They are the kryptonite of the NFL.
3: They find your best thing and they, they eliminate that or at least neutralize it and say, hey, you're going to have to beat us some other way. Um, but I will say this. I, I just wonder if the Chiefs have too much offense. For instance, we kind of talked about this with the Rams. The Rams haven't really had to feature Ty Gurley in the backfield as much as they did today. And then when they were needed to do it, they were able to do it. He goes forward 200 yards. I'm wondering if Kareem Hunt... Hasn't even been utilized enough because of the, the passing, and then you know, drop it off to Tyreek Hill, drop it off to uh, Travis Kelsey, do this, do that, and it's been working. They have so much offense; it's so potent. What if they get down there and it's cold? And they start Kareem Hunt you a bit. I mean, I think they're, I think they're going to see more Kareem Hunt featured. I'm not worried about the offense, Will.
2: I'm, I'm worried about Kansas City defense. Now, if Eric nah, Berry, about that. Eric Berry is doubtful, and so is Justin Houston, their best pass rusher. Those two players missing off that defense makes Kansas City a different defense. It's huge. Now you can't put Eric Berry one-on-one with Rob Gronkowski. Now you have to give him safety help over the top. You got to put a corner on him. Now you're out of place. So now you you have, you know, the Edelmans and, and, and these guys, the Hogans. Let's not forget – Sonny Michelle, man. Sonny Michelle. He is
6: playing like is. an all-pro. You, you're talking about, you know, I see so many similarities in him and James Conner in the way that they both kind of came out of nowhere and are playing out of their minds. He gave rejuvenation to their ground game for sure.
3: I'll give you that because also the way that the Patriots work when you have a Sonny Michelle and then also you still have White in the back uh, backfield. I mean, you just have so many different ways that they'll, they'll all of a sudden throw out something you didn't even think about. They'll throw out some new guy and they'll say, hey, like – the credit to the Patriots that they'll say, you know what, Sonny Michelle's working today. We'll throw him 15 screen passes today. Yeah. Or they'll do something that you that most teams don't do because they'll just say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And they've been able to do that for years. They'll find that one thing that works. Will Julian Edelman you to death. Uh, I, I, you know what, I am interested to see if we'll see more Josh Gordon. He's had like a few receptions over the last couple of games. Yeah, if his his so. if
2: his hamstring is okay, that's a formidable weapon for kansas city to worry about not having houston or barry in the lineup for kansas city it's going to be tough for them to go to foxborough and beat new england it's just the bottom line
3: so then you're, you're you're picking new england
2: i'm going to pick new england on this one we i
3: always pick against new
2: england <laughs> and then, uh yeah, and i've and learned my lesson
3: you've had, we've all learned our lesson there uh so, so I'm, I'm with
2: you i'm with you on this one will
3: I think it's going to be
6: up and down the field on both sides. It's just going to be about who has more offense and who can get that stop, you know, come late third quarter. I think it's going to be a great,
3: great game, gentlemen. It should be a great one. Do you? Would you want to jump off and uh, put a cheesecake brunch on this or something?
2: Oh, Are you going yeah. with the Chiefs?
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So next week. So next week, yeah. We'll uh, whoever wins, the other person gets the other person. uh, Well, I already know what you get. You get the same thing every time. Every time. So yours is easy to get. I'll have time to think about what I want.
2: Yeah, and you let me know. All right, we'll do that.
3: I'm a little nervous now because Will, you
6: here next week? I'm here every week. Okay. Every Sunday, I'm here. I'm a
3: little nervous. I'm not gonna lie because, as you just mentioned, it's the Patriots and they have. Hey man, I've seen this. I've seen
2: this story told before. I'm telling you, but it's already, we already locked in on the we bed. Did so you, you. Let you, me go ahead and place your order right now.
3: <laughs> Let me just call in your order and tell them, hey, I'm going to pick it up uh, next Sunday. Just have it ready for me at around 150. See, now I'm, it's weird for me because now I'm in a position you gotta to cheer for, for
2: and against them at the same time. <laughs> it's very difficult for me.
3: I could imagine that's difficult. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, he has been fun. He has been special to, to play with. We were talking about him yesterday. On uh, the Saturday show myself and Steve Hartman. because we were, we were we, obviously it's more focused on college football because it's Saturday and we were going back to the epic game he had. I forgot the final score, but it was something ridiculous, like sixty-three to fifty-seven. Uh Texas Tech going up against Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. And it, and when Mahomes threw like seven hundred and some odd crazy yards and he had like six, seven touchdowns. It was just absurd, man. And then you and it's one of those I, I think that was a moment where maybe the Chiefs were like, hmm, you know? Because everybody, we were talking about all these other quarterbacks. We did not; people were not bringing up Patrick Mahomes. This kid can throw the ball, man. When they got rid of Alex Smith, everybody, I was like, "Wait, whoa!" They wanted to put Smith? him
2: in the game last year, but Alex was having a phenomenal year. So the decision had already been made; like they were going to get this kid on the field, and rightly so. We're seeing everything that they saw in practice when they brought him in. So, I mean, this kid is is phenomenal, man.
3: It he- must be when you we were talking about earlier the tiers of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And you said Alex Smith is like that that tier below the you know Rodgers, Breeze, and, and Brady yeah. tier. So for them to get rid of it, think about that. They got rid of a top second tier guy for a 22 at the time, now 23-year-old. That's crazy. And
2: it's paying dividends. For sure. They're one of the uh, only two undefeated teams in the league. And this is going to be a great
3: game. I can't wait. I can't wait. Should be a bunch of fun, and I gotta start going the Cheesecake Factory's menu because you know how big it is. It'll take me till next week to actually know what I want. Probably. Who? I mean, is there a bigger menu? Maybe Yard House. Yard House has a big one. As well.
2: Jerry's Deli has a bigger uh, menu.
3: Okay, Jerry's Deli, you are not lying. They, they got- laid on you, and it is it is definitely the, the Bible.
2: Yeah, it, they got everything on it. You you need a magnifying glass. This stuff, there's so much stuff on there.
3: Hey, when we come back, uh, best and worst from the weekend uh, football—at least the day so far. We still got a Sunday night and a Monday night. What's the best and worst that we saw? We'll give it to you next. Fox Sports Radio. Great news! There's a quick way you can save money: switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. One more time for you, from Salam, from Salam, and Kelvin Washington, with you. Fox Football Sunday. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, just looking at the weekend, you know, kind of the best and worst that we've seen so far today in this football Sunday. Uh, I'm going to actually start it off even with the worst. And I think for me, and there, it could be Nathan Peterman. And I don't know if I stole yours or not. No, nah, go but ahead. I'm actually going to go, go with the Raiders. Um, there was no fight put up. Uh, you know, we saw the Broncos here just moments ago and a losing effort to the Rams. But they put up a fight. You know, they were right there. And had a nerve to, you know, almost get an onside kick and have a chance to win this thing. And we've seen some other games where, look, they lost, but they were in it. They were trying. You felt as if it was a competitive game. And the Raiders now fall to one and five. They only had three points. I'm looking at the stats here. It wasn't as if, like, De- Derek Carr had a great game and they lost. No, he had a really a, a bad game. He was sacked six times, only threw 442 yards. They rushed the ball only 19 times for 79 yards. And, and and they just, you know, gave Russell Wilson three touchdowns. He was able to come back. That's back-to-back weeks of three touchdowns, starting to get his rhythm going. And i just really disappointed in the Raiders' effort, man, and what they've brought to this season so far as they sit here one and 5 So my biggest disappointment was the Raiders today and the performance that they put out on the field and, and in another country at that. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> disrespected mis- America. Just misrepresented. Disresep- disrespected
2: America. Uh, my worst was the Tennessee Titans offensive line. Oof. <sighs> They gave up 11 sacks. Now, their quarterback, Marcus Mariota, only completed 10 passes. So they gave up more sacks than the quarterback completed passes. You you can't do that. I mean, at, at some point, someone has to step up and say, okay, you know, I would rather 11 holding penalties than 11 sacks because at least you tried. So, moving forward, and they were three and two at the time, three and three now, something has to give. I mean, you you can't – first of all, you can't run the ball 14 times. No. All right, so as an offensive coordinator, you can't just be stuck to passing the ball. He only had 15 attempts at passing. 11 of those ended in a sack. That's crazy. Mm. So – uh Tennessee Titans, you gotta do better, man. You gotta I'm do better. Just, but you know what though? Disgusted.
3: The credit to Titans, this is the most anybody in the country has talked about them. We talked about the Tennessee Titans for probably a total of two minutes today. That's true. That was impressive. That mm. was impressive. So that's a credit to them that they've come up. We got two minutes out of us this weekend versus maybe usually about fifteen seconds. Uh, you know who I, I enjoyed, I was uh pleased with today? Uh that is Latavius Murray. Mm. 24 rushes, and you can maybe even say the entirety of the Vikings in that they knew to give him the ball, and they rushed for 32 attempts and 195 yards as a team. But specifically with Murray, 24 rushes, 155 yards, a touchdown, uh, was able to even you know grab one on the backfield only for a few yards. But my but my point is, look, Kirk Cousins definitely can win games, but he can also hurt you from time to time. And and if you're able to run like this, if you're able to get your defense going and being as good, or even even if it's you know, three quarters as good as we thought it was supposed to be. Uh, And you did this without even having Dalvin Cook, you know, which will give you that kind of that one-two punch that you'd be looking for. So I I appreciate the way Latavius Murray ran today for the Vikings, gave them a a one-two punch with Kirk Cousins passing to Thielen, and then obviously able to run with him. So I was was very, very impressed with him, Murray today, and the Vikings offense, specifically the running game. I was impressed
2: with uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, more notably, Brock Osweiler. Oh, you know what? Uh, you, look, hey, man. almost had a few more minutes left. Brock Osweiler came in 28 for 44, 380 yards, three touchdowns. He did have two picks, but he led the team to a victory. 31 points. They went in overtime against a vaunted Bears defense that was one of the tops in the league. They gave up no sacks, which means he was getting the ball off, so Shout-out to Brock Osweiler. Welcome back. Let's see if he can continue to do it.
3: Welcome back.
2: Back from what? Obscurity. (laughs) I mean, he was cut by the Browns. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, no, that's a good game. I can't lie. That's a good game, and they needed it and got the victory. So, And by the way, uh, to give you the score here um, with the Astros and the Red Sox, it was just 2-0 when I looked up and you and I started talking, and now all of a sudden it's 2-2. Astros have tied this thing up. I can't see. I think it's the bottom of the second. Uh of course the Astros lead the series one oh. And I was saying something to you as Jose Altuve just uh grounded out. No, foul ball. Foul ball. Uh but speaking of Jose Altuve, how have they not done a commercial with him and Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge is like seven foot three and Jose Altuve is like five four. Seven foot three. I mean, I exaggerated, but you're
2: no, 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 Kevin. He's, I don't. I don't think he's that tall. Well, six Seven eight. three. That'd be a giant. He's taller
3: than you, and you're a giant. He's six I, eight. I'm I'll six be...
2: eight. First of all, slow your roll, player.
3: <laughs> Wait, I thought you. I thought you were six seven. I'm six eight,
2: homeboy. Wait, how do you grow? How tall are you? Uh, five ten. Cool. I was four eleven. Don't speak on us. I was four, hey, 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 school. you giants over there. How about y'all
1: shut up? Yeah, some of us are here five eight and happy. So yeah, take that. <laughs> uh, or
2: five six and a half.
1: Now who's that?
2: Up. <laughs> When you don't wear your your lifts and your shoes, oh okay, <laughs> I'm just, it's just like a play. ride rides Six Flags. That's true. Yeah, I can't. That, that actually
3: is true. Actually, it did reverse. Try getting on Goliath. Huh? Whatever. Take and, that. You, and living in L.A., you can't drive all these little these electric cars. You I'm can't. Done, drive I'm a, done with y'all. You can't uh-huh. drive a Volt. Yeah, see, that's reverse size Hey, you want okay? to go get in my Camaro there, huh? Can you get in? Yeah, I can get in. Uh-huh. Yeah, you ain't going to be comfortable, though. I can get in your you Camaro. Know you know like, <laughs> you look like Shaq when he was doing those Buick commercials, <laughs> and everybody knew Shaq was not fitting in that Buick.
2: My first car was a Rabbit, just so you know, player.
3: Okay, did you have a late growth spurt or something? What do you mean? Your first car. I had a Rabbit. I had a Rabbit, and I was rolling that And thing. how tall were you when you had the Rabbit? How tall were you? Six five? Oh, you cut out you cut out your seat and you sat in the back seat. No, man. <laughs> That's what you did. <laughs> I had to get to where I was getting to. That's what you did. Hey, enjoy the game. Again, you got the uh Chiefs at Foxborough. Gonna be a fumble. We'll be right back next week. And we got that bet, man. Go Chiefs. You got Pats. Oh yeah. Breakfast will be on you next week. My brunch.